What would you say you do here? You shut your mouth when you're talking to me. There are no more shenanigans, no more tomfoolery, no more ballyhoo. Something, something, something. Thing, some. Say something, I said, and he says. Thing, some. Thing, some. Something. Are we on? We are on. <laughs> Haven't done this in a while. I don't know what to do. Yeah, it's been, you know, two weeks, so it's pretty rough. A lot has happened between now and then. A lot has happened. Paul's pregnant. Yep. So that's good. Um, it's not mine. Uh, we got it tested already. We did an inter womb, intra womb test. Make sure it's not my child. It does look like me, but. Uh, I have options. Do you have options? Keep my options open. Oh, do you? Mm-hmm. You gonna go to the clinic and have a schmushmortion? I don't know. I'm gonna do. Might I might raise a little aviator? Yeah. Give it up. Oh, you, you, you could li- you could literally donate the child and have wolves like raise it. I could try. You could try that. Yeah. <clears throat> I think there's. A, I think you can just like take it to drop the kid off at <clears throat> at Arizona. Just go to Arizona and drop him off. And like, yeah, can you have the bears or wolves or something? That's in- how Rome started. That is how Rome, Romulus and Remus, yeah. they were raised by wolves, which mm-hmm. is why uh, there's no wolves in Rome. Now, I don't know if that's true. I forgot not. Remus's uh, story. You know, what happened? He was the he Romulus. Was murdered. He was murdered. Romulus? Yeah. M- must have. Romulus. Yeah, Romulus murdered him. It was like a Cain and Abel thing. Okay. Yeah, he murdered him because. Uh, that's where that story he's, came He's from. like, hey, let's let's call this town Reem. And Romulus was like, how about Rome? And he's like, how about not? And then bang. And then, I don't think he shot him. <laughs> I don't think they had guns back then. So for the most part, all these historic, uh, what are they call like ethological myths. Oh, I'm sorry, people. But anyway, they all copy each other. <laughs> are you apologizing to the people that believe in the Romulus and Remus? <laughs> <laughs> or the Cain and Abel? I mean, they all, like you said, they all they, they all kind of copy each other. No, in they, really, way, they, they really do. There's a lot of documentation. Really, they're kind of similar. I mean, just minute 45 right out the gate offending all the Christians that listen you got, to this You got to have a beginning. So they had to... Start somewhere. They did. You know, you did. It's like uh, Cain, Cain and Abel, like where'd their wives come from? No. Or Cain's wife. Stop worrying about the details. Okay. I mean. Well, I mean, that's what you need to do yeah. in order to go along with all this. Didn't uh, What's-Her-Face, Jodie Foster in Contacts, she said she got kicked out of Sunday school for asking where Cain's wife come from? Oh, yeah. Was it? I'm not sure that was the question. I think it was. Okay. I think so. And she ex- oh, she was talking to Matthew McConaughey. 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 I told you I saw him in person. Yeah? Is yeah. he beautiful? Uh, he has, is he as beautiful as I think he I, is? I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to bag on him a little bit. Why? Because it's, this is true. This is true. I'm sure we talked right, about no, this. No, it's fine. Just bring it up. Just, just, Look, I'll, I, I'll try and, I, I like Matthew McConaughey. I like him too. I want to hang out with him. Maybe even <clears> naked. <throat> Like he does at his house. Remember when he got busted? Right. He was naked. He was had. He was holding bongos and he was super yes. stoned. And they busted him. Right. Anyway, so it, it, more people should play bongos in the nude. Yeah. No. I think every. I think you should have to play bongos in the nude. We could have a big bongo. We could store a bunch of bongos right here. We could and just have like a nude bongo night, like how Jasmine does yoga. Yeah. And how host yoga night. I, right. <laughs> it blew my mind when she told me that she. Uh, <laughs> She told me a long time ago that she does that when she gets up and does her daily yoga routine, it's naked. And somehow, a long time ago, I I read somewhere that traditionally yoga is done in the nude because it's something you're kind Why of supposed not? to do by yourself. 
And, 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 and which just makes perfect sense. You get out of bed, you do it, and, and I and, and it makes perfect sense to me. And clothes, no matter how loose they are, whatever they do, they restrict they movement in some way. Yeah, some that's way. why the only time I ever fight, like if I've ever had to get into a fight, I just take my clothes off. And everybody goes, "Oh, I'm not gonna." I'm, I'm like, gonna "I'm fight not you. fighting this fucking guy." Right. I, there's actually a video of a dude, like just. Uh, egging people on on the street like a prank kind of show and mm-hmm. he's like come on motherfucker let's do it motherfucker and the guy's like i will fuck you up he's like fine let's go and he the one guy throws his hands up and the other guy takes his shirt and his pants off and pulls his <laughs> pants all the way down he's wearing like a thong banana hammock that's like bright green no one's gonna fight and that, that guy's like fuck you motherfucker he's like nah come on who's a pussy now that's right like just yelling at the guys the guy's running away from this naked dude anyway so you've seen the guy speaking so, of that you've seen the guy that goes up to dudes and smacks the cigarettes out of their hands have you seen this thing? Yeah, yeah I uh, think uh, Kevin 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 Perry. Kevin it. showed it to me a couple of years ago. I cannot remember. He's like this big fucking black. Lot of that. Like he's like he he he's, he what says the fuck his, are you doing? He, yeah, Boom. He, he says his name. Yeah. God damn it! I can't think of it. Anyway, that's funny. Those are funny. Yeah. So Jazzy was talking about uh, um, how she's made fun of people for wearing underwear with yoga pants, and you like the less clothing, the better for yoga. And I'm like, yeah, well, that's I. It makes perfect sense. She goes, I, I mean, I do yoga in the nude. And I'm like, you do? Like, I've never signed up for one of your classes. And she fucking <laughs> lost it. Jeremiah's cracking up. Everybody was laughing. I'm like, I need to go to one of your classes. Then. And she's like, I do it at my house in the nude. So what she's laughing at, though, is like when people are at class, they obviously have underwear under their yoga pants. Yeah. Well, and then like they're constantly kind of pulling at it and stuff because you're doing some crazy, you know, not crazy, but like extensive stretches and your underwear is going to go up in the crack of your ass. Well, if you bought proper yoga pants, they stay in place, allegedly. But your underwear stays in place. But your underwear doesn't stay in place. Your underwear does not stay in place. And yeah, so if you were if you were to wear the yoga pants properly, but some people just can't go commando. Right. Like going commando is 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 is. It has its time and place. I know for you that time and place is all day, every day. But 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 I don't wear yoga pants like ladies' yoga pants. You should be wearing <laughs> men's yoga pants. They're just cut a little bit thicker in the crotch. Oh god! And we say like, "Oh, hi, Paul," and you can see your gains. It's all over the place. It's, it's, it's my divining all, rod. Your divining rod. <laughs> There's the water. <laughs> There's the water right there. Your divining rod. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh God. Jesus is pecker. I'm tired, Joe. Are you? I'm like, tired. I didn't even drink it all this weekend, and I'm, I'm wiped out from this weekend. Well, it's tough. I mean, you... Uh, I'm getting up there, you know? You're getting up there. I need to start doing vitamin B shots and... Uh, meth, like Hitler? <laughs> he was doing meth, wasn't he? Yeah. That's the secret, isn't it? Is that what Donald Trump does? That's the secret to old age. No. <laughs> he just does coke. I'm not getting into... The, Donald Trump does not do cocaine. You don't think There's so? There's no fucking way he does... Like, I realize he's he's chattery, but he's not funny. <laughs> That's... Well, you're I saying don't if you're, he, on, I don't you're always he, funny if you're on coke. I don't think he does cocaine. Okay. I think that there have been knowledgeable medical professionals that have assessed what he looks like head to toe while he's uh, speaking in public and kind of like on the verge of having like a manic episode mm-hmm. and it 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 almost seems like he's on Adderall. Okay. Which I personally I don't I'm not going to detract from the dude's got one of the toughest jobs ever invented. Sure. Whether I agree with him as a human or as a uh or or what he does at all, I, I that doesn't matter like if but to me I'm sure like I wouldn't be surprised if Obama was cranked out on Adderall for all 8 years he was in office. He didn't act like it though. I mean, he's kind of chatty. 
I mean, so, but some, I feel like Adderall affects certain people different ways. Okay. I've seen, because there's people that need to take it, right? And it affects them. Like my brother took it and he was able to concentrate and get good grades for the first time and all this other shit. And it was perfect, right? And other people I've seen take it and it just completely gacks them out and they're manic. When did Adderall really get going? About I don't know about forty five minutes after you take it like <laughs> I don't know like, I know the I don't first, remember even am I talking about when the, I was in school the first no because I don't think it existed back then they had yeah. like two rocks and opium that you could buy at a pharmacy okay at the apothecary when when you to, like you had to make a yeah <laughs> Theodore <laughs> Barber of York and <laughs> mortar and pestle you went down to the apothecary he's all grinding hey the medicine man yeah the medicine man he, he showed up in covered wagons trying to sell you a tincture of opium and uh what, what what's the uh the morphine uh the morphine derivative laudanum oh yes just chugging back laudanum like wyatt earp's first wife hey, that was uh that was crazy back then you just kind of it was it was everywhere yeah. yeah what's even crazier is like if you look at the i mean do you, you know that opioids are all cough suppressants right so like that's like uh, i mean I mean, cough suppressants are opioids, what you mean. No, all, all opioids are cough oh, suppressants. Oh, I see what you're saying. Their mechanism I, I of gotcha. action will quell a cough no matter what. I guess gotcha. You could have, like, let's say you had, a, like, a, like a, you had a cough, like an upper respiratory infection, but you also had a broken leg and they gave you Vicodin for it. Crazy it was, how your leg, kill your, both. your leg doesn't hurt and you're not going to cough. It's just one of those things. Hmm. Yeah, no, don't pretend you have a cough. That's still oh. drug-seeking behavior, Paul. It is? Okay. Yeah, it is. Yes, yes. So back in the day, like, they, their cough syrup was, uh, you know, like, boiled-down grape juice with laudanum and, like, weed, like, cannabis extract or some shit. I've seen old-timey labels. Gotcha. Like, I'm like, oh, my God. So, um, so give, give me NyQuil. So it was just kind of everywhere. That's why it was all over the place. Oh, yeah. Well, and... What they called it uh, uh, the soldiers that you know that made it out of the Civil War uh, were a, just tons of morphine addicts. They called it uh, soldiers disease, I think, is what it was called, if I remember correctly. And it was just just being you're hooked on morphine, and now think, it's all legal. And, and you know, yeah, ish. I mean, yeah. yeah, you can just get it. It's pushed by the uh, the opioid industry, which is. That lobby, that lobby is has got to be one of the strongest lobbies out there. Sure, uh, I I have to look this up. It's going to bother me. I think it's soldiers' uh, disease. Uh, so I, we need a Jamie. Soldiers' disease. Yeah, the American Civil War was you know da da da, da and they were I dosed with an enormous this. amount of morphine. Yeah, it's called soldiers' disease. That's what they called it. I'm I'm from the and, south, and it was. I this. realized that. Well, that's because you guys lost. You don't want to talk about it. Okay. Ooh. I used to go to the, he had the museum there all the time at the base of Kennesaw Mountain, which is funny because it's not funny, and not in no way, shape, or form is this story story going to be funny. <laughs> the museum at Kennesaw Mountain where the clan formed? No, 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 no. That's that's Stone. Oh Mountain. no, that's Stone Mountain. Okay, yeah. it's Kennesaw Mountain is where the is where is where Sherman came through. Oh, and, uh, right. That, that's like the uh, that's like the entrance point, sort of on the north uh, west side of Atlanta, north northwest side of Atlanta, where they came marching down through. And a bunch of southern people were on the mountain and around the mountain. Uh, the Confederate soldiers were doing their thing, uh, guarding the. You know, here we are, we're at a high advantage point. And it's not. It's it's funny because it's Kennesaw Mountain. Think of a mountain like that's a Wallapai Mountain here. Mm -hmm. That's a mountain. 
Kennesaw Mountain was like from the base of the mountain to the top was like 700 feet. Right. So, but it was prominent, a local sure. prominence. Like yeah. a little yeah. bump, you can kind of see it. Yeah. And, it, and if you're landing in the Hartsfield Airport there in Atlanta, if you know where to look and you're on the right side of the airplane, and it's not too humid, which is rare, you can see the little bump out there. Right. And so the, uh, the Yankees came down and uh, fought for about five minutes and went, fuck it, we'll just go around. <laughs> so they went around Kessaw Mountain into Atlanta. And like, hey, hey, wait a minute. We're over here. We were trying to fight. We're trying to fight. And we're, yeah, Northern but we got assholes. Atlanta down here. So <laughs> they came through and treated everybody really well down there. I'm the sure Yankees they did. Came sure, Sherman and, did a lot of really nice things for the South, didn't he? <laughs> he did. Jesus. He had, he had, he had like, bake sales. These, <laughs> <laughs> these houses are way, way too not on fire. So let's... Right. let's <laughs> So anyway, um, there's a museum there, and I'd go hiking there all the time, and uh, occasionally I'd go there after I was hiking, if it was still open, kind of go, it's a small museum, but it's done really well. And God, the people were small. They had these old uniforms around. They are small people. Oh, yeah, yeah. Small yeah. people. Yeah, little tiny people yeah. way back then. Most of them. And, um, Nutrition. And I guess I probably did. See, they probably had a couple bottles of this kind of shit around it, but I never really read anything that said, oh, yeah, and after the war soldier's disease and blood but they should should have said something like that it was something like the the number that i last read was uh four hundred thousand wow. soldiers came out of that that came out of that war addicted to uh to basically just addicted to morphine because mm-hmm. they would give it to them for anything because it was you know it was a miracle drug it was kind of like antibiotics which is why you know my mom's generation with her with her parents you know and her parents my grandparents didn't grow up with antibiotics your grandparents my grand yeah my mom and step or my my mom's my, mom my grandparents didn't either obviously my uh my mom's parents are quite a bit my mom's she's the baby of the family oh okay so like her dad uh my grandpa teddy was uh 19 tw- no 1918 1915 is when he was born hmm. somewhere around there yeah, and you know, quite a bit. It's like 10, 12 years younger than my dad's dad, you know, or mm-hmm. older rather than my dad's dad, the grandfather that I knew. But they didn't grow up with antibiotics and they had he and he had brothers and sisters that just died. They just died of a respiratory infection. Something that's common today that you would Yeah, something I yeah. just go and be like, "Hey, can I have a Z-Pack and I'll just put it into some lemonade and I'll drink it and I'll be fine." Whereas when he was a kid, his brother died and watched his brother die yeah. of a cough. So but what ended up happening was is they just overused it. Now we have superbugs. You have two, like a generation or two that just overused the shit out of antibiotics, and now we have all these infections that you can't cure, and the people now people are dying of superbugs. I had um, I didn't really know. Doc, I knew doctors. Some of them were customers of mine and stuff, but no one ever really freely gave antibiotics to me at all. And I, I do have some friends though that had that were customers. They also had customers that were in the aviation that were also doctors as well, but they were giving them antibiotics whenever they kind of wanted this or wanted that. They were on antibiotics all the time. Mm-hmm. And I'm fortunate, I guess, or glad that I that wasn't offered to me on such a basis that it was just whenever and I wanted And it kind it. of messes with your own healthy biome. I, I, like, I really just hate I love the fact that antibiotics were invented. It's one of the greatest inventions in all of humanity. Mm-hmm. However, just like what I was getting at was, was coming to was that the overuse of something cre- usually creates more of a problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, the other the other thing is with antibiotics is people don't they don't use them 
completely. Like they don't they don't go through a full cycle. Like it's a fourteen it's supposed to be the same yeah. fourteen day cycle, and they feel better on day nine. Which I I, I was guilty of that. Well, we maybe spoke about mm-hmm. this in an earlier podcast as well. But and I didn't. No one explained it to me. It's all patient education. If most people had that shit explained to them, you're like, listen, you need to do this, otherwise you're susceptible. To, to and it's going to be so much worse later on, and you're creating these mutated bugs that are just that you, yeah, and, you can't. And, and part of the approach was, eh, I'm feeling better. I'll save those for later. Right. <laughs> so Which it's a double dumb. whammy. Yeah, exactly. Whammy. It's a double. So they overused the right morphine because it was kind of a you know it was that it was a it was a concentrated injectable version of opium, so you didn't have to like. There was the. Um, I can't remember. People's History of the United States. It's a Howard Zinn book. I own it mm-hmm. if you ever want to read it. No, I've heard you talk but about it. But there's some uh, diary entries from uh, from folks at uh, Valley Forge during the nasty winter, mm-hmm. you know, the 1777, something like that. Mm-hmm. Or 1778, something like that. That the winter, that the horrible winter, and you had guys there that were suffering from all sorts of maladies, and literally the cure was just morphine. Just mm-hmm. inject them with with not inject them with morphine. It wasn't morphine. It was uh, it was opium. But they had people. They had these nurses that would go around and they would inhale opium smoke and blow it into the soldiers' faces to get them to pass out. That's how they used to administer it. Wow. I'm like Jesus Christ. And then later on, somebody decided to make like a sterile version you can inject, and that's what happened in the Civil War. And they just used the shit out of it and got all these people. So the nurses on were it. high too. Oh, high as a kite, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. So everybody uh, was just super baked out of their mind and hooked on opium from like 1750 to like last week. There was a uh, speaking of these uh, old wars that were all romantical. <laughs> yeah, the romantic romanticization, romanticization of war. Yeah. Uh, there was, uh, yeah. have you seen the comedian talk about this? this is kind of funny too, like comparing, uh, um, li- like love letters back during, let's say our, uh, either revolution war, or even the civil war. We're talking about how, and, and, and look at their handwriting and how nice it was and lovely. My, my dearest, my dearest Evelyn, that the sun rising today doesn't hold uh, something to your wonderful bubble. You know, all this flowery That's stuff. That's beautiful, man. Keep going with no. <laughs> I'm doing your pants now. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I, I wasn't wearing them no, to begin with. No, no, so so it goes on and on and on, and then you go, and then today's story. Yo, show me your tits or something like that. You know, it'd be, here's a drawing of my dick. Like, <laughs> during the war, do you think it's a that they maybe? Do you think that there were soldiers that drew pictures of their dicks and then sent it to their loved ones? I, I don't know. And then you had like a drawing of like a like like a boobs and like a hairy bush. <laughs> but what if you had what if you had your like lady friend that you were writing letters to during the Civil War that couldn't draw and it was just a stick figure and you're like, yeah, those are <laughs> those are some nice stick figure boobies right there. The uh, but the uh, like the art of the love letter, I'm sure, is just. And there's probably books about that, about how to write a proper love letter. Right. You know, and then people need this, I think, if you're not really. You know, but if you really like someone, I mean, you really, if you really do, it really is not that hard. It's not. It just isn't. If it, come, it flows right out of you. Yeah. For sure. Definitely flows out of you. Oh, yeah. Flows out of me. So, um, yeah. So it just was a, it was a, uh, I, I can't remember who the comedian was, but it was hilarious to see all of that. And then um, they don't teach, which reminds me of cursive, whatever. Whatever they call it, is there some of the terms of this? That that they long long handwriting, long short. What what the fuck is it called when you longhand? I well, it's cursive is when all the letters run together. Right. Is, there, all, is it called anything else other than that? I don't think so. Okay, fine. Do they teach that in school? I have no idea, man. I haven't been to school in twenty years. I heard they don't. I they might not because it's useless. It's stupid. It's not. It's 
It's unnecessary. It was it was probably to help the fountain pen work better, or the nothing. It was yeah. It was all about something. marketing, something like that. Well, I, what I mean to keep the you know, I don't know. I have no idea. That could very well be. I didn't think about that. It looks nicer if you have great handwriting, but the majority of people don't. Right. And I don't know if that's just a you know because we type now so much. I remember it, doing that though. You would always have to write you like, row after row. Yeah, after the row three of, three three lines right, yeah. and the middle line was dotted. Yeah, and that was for your lowercase shit and your uppercase. No, I remember. I I was taught that. Okay, I was taught that, and I remember having a teacher who, uh, when we were handwriting essays in like eighth, I think it was eighth grade. She she was an English teacher. She refused to accept anything unless it was written in cursive. Hmm. Yet the teachers that I taught, I've talked to, have said stuff written in cursive is so illegible; it's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Like it's just, it, yeah, it's a dumb, it's a dumb idea. I have, and I don't, I, not a dumb idea. It's like it's like a stupid concept to, to teach my, cursive. My uh, my father had wonderful cursive handwriting. My stepmother still does. You know, they it was. I mean, it was it was nice. You know, to where you could. It's like wow. I would, I will, I would like to, just yeah. because it looked good. You know, it would be, it'd be nice to be able to do that. It's more personable. I get that, and no, I totally understand that. Yeah. And if I really concentrate, I can have pretty nice, uh, fairly nice penmanship. But like, when, when do I use that? We don't, uh, we don't really do that anymore. It's unnecessary. It's, uh, it is, still, it is nice to receive though. A, and I still, Alice kind of taught me this, stepmother Alice, um, about sending a card with a small personal. Note, handwritten note, whether it's cursive or not. Yeah. You know, just a, a nice little note, something like that to receive I have in the a, mail. I have a handful of people that I do that. Mm-hmm. I have not lost the yeah, art I haven't of letter writing. From you. Why would I send you that when I have to look at your fucking mug like every two weeks? <laughs> My dearest Paul. My dearest <laughs> Pollyanna. The size of your head. The does size not... of your cranium. <laughs> <laughs> does not compare. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. <laughs> I can talk about. My I head. love your pumpkin head. Reminds me of pumpkin pies like grandma used to make. You know we have the same grandma. <laughs> your dimpled oh, white ass is the nicest should, I've ever come across. We should practice across. writing love letters to each other, <laughs> and, then, and then read them like read them on the podcast. Oh my it's not God. a bad idea, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good God! That's so stupid. Love but letters. the the lost art of letter writing, like it's a it's a real thing, and it that's is. I there's there's like three people, four people that I will write letters to, and just like handwritten, send it to because I have for years. I um, uh, yes, as as you should. I wrote a love letter to Alice, my stepmother. Yeah, I was like, hey, what's uh, up? I have no money, but you do. So <laughs> <laughs> you you're not long for this world, Alice. <laughs> I, I did not write a love letter to your stepmother. Okay, all right, it's good. Oh God, I would never in a million years. I don't care what you do. I don't even want to know what she does. Really? No. What if I became your stepdad? <laughs> wait, would you? Be, would that make you? Like, wait, if I got together with your stepmom? Oh my God! And we got married. I would be your uh, first off. Stepson. I would, yeah. Except, yeah, I guess so. And I would change my name to Gaines. I'm not a. I'm is not she a, is she Gaines still? Does she keep yeah. your dad's name? Yeah. You could take her name. I would take her name, Joe Gaines. <laughs> I'm not a doctor or anything, but I don't think that's. I don't. I don't know. I don't know if that's how it works. It's gonna get real awkward at Thanksgiving. Paul, would you uh, can, would you mind hand passing me the mashed potatoes? You're not my real dad. Now don't disrespect <laughs> your father like that. 
<laughs> oh god, I could just like wear a Delta pilot's hat and shit to the table. That, like, that has to happen, right? People people do do get married to someone's friend, and they're younger than the friend. Yeah, and yeah. they get married to their stepmom or mom. That that's, that's this has happened. Obviously. This has to happen. I mean, it, dude, I'm telling you right now, if somebody ever got together, somebody that I was friends with got together with my dad. Mm-hmm. Or with my mom, I would, I would, I would probably take issue with it, but then I would just make fun of it constantly because I, I couldn't get like the only way I would get past it is by using humor. Well, and if you're an adult at this point, right? And because I'm obviously older than you are, but you, we're all you know adults. We're all grown adults. ass people. Yeah, we're not really gonna. I mean, if everybody's okay, it's like it's kind of weird, but no one's really gonna give a shit. Like, yeah, okay, you guys are right now. That's weird. Okay, fine. and it's not like people sit around the table and be like, "Yeah, so I was banging your stepmom last night." Like nobody's gonna fucking <laughs> people that say that need the shit slapped out of them. And most normal adults are not gonna do that, right? Uh, yeah, it would be weird. Uh, I but I also I've I mean I've had experience with uh, like I <laughs> I joked with Portia about dating one of her friends. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what if I married one of your friends and she's like, "Dad, stop!" I'm like, no, think about that. What if your stepmom? was somebody that you went to high school with and she's like you need to stop you're grounded and i'm like no man <laughs> like that's a plausible thing it's, yeah that's keep, more plausible than the other it is because i'm not even 20 years older than her so like right. that and sh- that's when i said i said you know i'm not even 20 years older than you and sh- uh so it's plausible and then then she realized the difference in age between her mom and her mom's fiance is more than 20 years there you go and i said so and she goes shit I didn't think about that. There you go. Right. Now that means it's free reign. All your friends, right. not, <laughs> not gonna do that. Now they need to let them grow up a little bit. Wait well, till they're like twenty. Those, usually, those kind of relationships, in quotes, uh, are kind of on the down low. Well, I, I would be so proud. She might want it on the down low. I would <laughs> be like, "Have you seen my child bride?" <laughs> it's like God. Oh, so fucking terrible. But eh, whatever, the heart wants what the heart wants. And sometimes the heart wants somebody who's not 35 years old. And sometimes it's not the heart. Yeah, you know, this is true. It's the heart of the wiener. Right. Yeah. The, the what did you call it? Your divining rod. <laughs> Your divining rod. Just the crap that comes out of my mouth via my head. <sighs> so bad. You and your pumpkin head. <laughs> Speaking of pumpkin heads. Oh, uh, Carol. This is all. These are all people that we know. This is this. Carol. Dumb. All you people listening worldwide, and you go. I don't know who Carol is. Anyway, we used to date. Uh, Carol. Carol's a blonde, uh, buxom. Yeah, she she made she's a funny. She made a piece funny. She made a post on because uh, the the Blackbridge Brewery. We were up. They were up at uh, the uh, Boulder Beer City, Fest. Boulder City, City Beer, Beer Fest. Fest. Yeah. We were up there a few years ago. She and I went up there, and she put a daisy or something had i don't know what she did no pretzel that's what it was it was a pretzel someone had pretzel bands like pretzel or something. Nec- it was pretzel necklaces that's yeah. what it was yeah. and she tied it around her her head like a like a hippie chick or something yeah like a flower and i took a picture of her with it and she posted it came up on her facebook memory whatever and she posted it. and this is when we used to hang out paul and she thought it was funny it was kind of a funny picture and i was slammed busy at that point and i didn't i didn't acknowledge it you know i didn't what a dick I did, he, that's what acknowledge it right acknowledge it right now now yes are you kidding me I hate all, all of the all of these years we've been doing this and i get pissed off at you getting on your phone while we're trying to have a conversation the one time i, me I give you permission to do so and you're like <laughs> now she's 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 smart she's funny she's beautiful Fine. she's got a great laugh she um, does. yeah and then you uh then you scorned her and now I make sure you scorn anybody. yes you kind of did 
Uh, let me see. Let me see. There's the, oh, there it oh, is. There it is. Let me see this picture. <laughs> Wait, is she fun- wearing anything? Or is she? It's a funny okay. picture. That's at the beer fest. It is a funny picture with the well, pretzel on her head. Five years ago, Good she, Lord. she's aging like a fine wine. Let me see. No, I'm still looking at it. <laughs> she's cute, man. I'm gonna, I'm gonna like it. Make Excuse a comment me. on there. I'm gonna make a comment for Fine, you. Fine, make a comment. You take, you take control of my phone, Joe. Paul Arnold Gaines is. Uh, this, that was back when you liked to quote, "Hang out." I like how it's in quotations. Yeah. How many people? What should I put? How many what, of you people I'm, out there would let someone else take your phone and make a comment for you? Go ahead, dude. Make a oh, comment. Oh, okay. I haven't. I don't, let's. I'm trying to think of something. Stupid I, that I would say. You still have my phone number. No, I'm not going to put that no, down. No, don't, don't. Uh, I'm not no, going to. I'm not no, going to. I don't gonna, want her because no. she'll be <laughs> like five minutes from now. Right. Who's that? Who's here? Right. Oh, hey guys, what's up? Just say, uh, or yeah, I missed that play. I don't know what the fuck, Joe. I don't know. Pressure's too. It's much. okay. It's too much pressure here. Fine. You just do that did, of your did, own did accord. Did you like it at least? No, I didn't touch it. I didn't do anything. I'm gonna like it. You should. You should I like it. I at least liked it. Oh, her mom goes, why do you have a pretzel on your head? Yeah, it's because her mom's probably clueless and kind of old. Right. If it were my mom, she would have been like, I love my Jobo and his pretzels. You're so goofy. Love you. Can't wait to see you in three weeks or whatever. That's literally what my mom would, would put on there. So they had a big uh, a big, um, a big uh, turnout, big, I guess. Uh, did, you hear, did you get any report the, from the beer? I heard it was yeah, pretty good. Yeah, yeah. And they were, of course, the, slammed again. Black uh, Bridges. Oh, always. yeah. It was the longest lines they always are, which yeah. is kind of cool. Uh, it's nice. That's a, that that uh, beer festival is a nice ego stroke. It really is because mm-hmm. it's small enough. Um, it's small enough that there's, uh, you know, there's not a shit ton of people. There's not thousands of people there. But it's also big enough that there's some pretty big name. It's nice too. Places it's there. nice grass and that little shady area. And it's always a perfect time of year. Boulder City Beer Fest, and I'm kind of bummed I missed it, but that's fine. I went there last year. I wonder what that park is called. It is like Hoover Dam Park. It's not. It's not. It's a. Uh, it's like John Boulder Memorial Park. It's not. That's that's, that's not, not it either. No, no, that's not what it Over is. Over the shoulder Boulder Holder Park. Really? Did you do that? <laughs> I was waiting for you to say tit sling. <laughs> Jesus, over-the-shoulder boulder holder. <laughs> Pulled that one back from fourth grade. Oh, my God. I can't was, believe they said I can't believe the last time I said that. I really don't know the last probably time I said 1940 that. when you were in fourth grade. Probably, probably so. <laughs> right before the right World, before the, World War II. Right before the Nipponese bombed us. Oh, God. Pearl Harbor. He fucking said Nipponese, people. I did. I did. I'm so sorry for my friend. I, I'm, I'm, just, I'm saying that because apparently if I'm that old, I have to say that. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's but, true. But I, why not. would I buy Japanese American steel? Right. Anyway, and then they proceeded to kick our ass with quality of vehicles. Quality of everything. Because of Deming, he was one of the reasons. Remember that, Mister Deming? Oh uh, yeah, the, the 12, Deming 12, Deming Award. Yeah, eighteen twelve rules for life. That's Jordan Peterson. No, it's <laughs> it, it, it. It. I have it saved on my computer. I I read through it every once in a while. And I'm like, that company didn't do that. Didn't do that. Didn't do that. Didn't do that. And yeah. now they're failed. Here's what's funny about his book, about Deming's book, uh, which was uh, something like excellence. We gotta look this this book up. He just died a handful of years ago. I wanted to meet what's his that first man. name. What's his first name? Uh, Adolf. Probably not. Probably not, not Adolf Deming. Uh, uh, if you look up Deming, it'll, it'll come right up because he's the only Deming that counts. That's pretty harsh, I know, but it really was. 
we may have spoken about this before. Year W. Edwards Deming. I, I don't. I don't even know. I don't even know. Just the Deming Award. It doesn't come right up. If it's if, if, in excellence in manufacturing, like for quality control and 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 so on, you get a there's what's called a Deming Award. It comes out every mm-hmm. year, and um, I'm just telling the people, Joe. I'm trying to trying to help the people out. And a unattractive tall dude. He was not an attractive man. You've seen the picture, of Mr. Deming. Oh yeah, no, he's not. Wouldn't call him a handsome man. Yeah, you know, I was a handsome man. It's like quality. It's called quality control or quality some something total quality management. That's it, right? T T Q M. Holy crap! What's wrong with you? What are you? I'm I'm looking it up, man. I was looking up the his Deming, book is called the like Deming, total, total quality management. Yeah, that, that's it. Which the is, Deming Prize. Okay, which which is a, a boring title, and the book is kind of boring because I have it somewhere. And I have yep. It, well, he tried to push that, not, not push the agenda, but he tried to help American companies in the 1950s. And they just were like, no, nah, we've got this. We know what we're doing. And he's like, okay, you don't, but that's fine. Right. And went over to Japan, and he was awarded like the highest right. honor, the highest civilian honor that you can get in Japan, in Japan was awarded to an American, American dude. Yeah. And he's literally the reason why Toyota, uh, Yamaha, Suzuki, uh, yeah. Honda, are, they all follow those. Yeah, they, those they, they all still recognize Deming and give, give him props freely, you know, because they, they credit him for pulling them out of the fucking shithole, cheap quality Japan reputation that they had. He, uh, and I wonder, I wonder if maybe that's who this guy was. Selling. I had this history teacher that, um, the way he he did these amazing lectures. It was a high school history teacher doing lectures like a history professor in college. It's pretty amazing. His name was Mr. Sanders. Um, Sanders did this one lecture, and he talked about why the Japanese pat surpassed us, just flew past us in uh, efficiency and and uh, and everything, just as far as automotive, and then later on uh, electronics. And I I wonder I wonder if he maybe mentioned Deming and just glossed over it, but just said like. There are two big factors. One, they had to. They have to be. They ha- have to operate mm-hmm. at highly efficient, you know, processes because they have to import everything. Yeah, and, and their space space they, space is limited, yeah. right? So, and then on top of that, you have they were bombed back to the Stone Age. They had to start over, mm-hmm. kind of from scratch, which is another reason why kind of the uh, the Germans kind of had to do the same thing too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you know that's why Berlin was it. Berlin never had uh, didn't have hills. Until after World War II, and most of the hills you see in it's Berlin are—it's all yeah. rubble that they covered in dirt and planted stuff. Yep. Um, so what they had to do in the states, we were still using the same factory technology from 1900 or prior, and in Japan and areas of Europe, they had to rebuild from the technology from the late 40s and the 1950s. It was an advantage for, and it was them. a huge—it was a huge advantage for them yeah. because they're like, well, we have to build everything now. We're not going to go and build old, put old shit in there. And then, you know, the over here we were doing not to shit on American ingenuity, but they still cranked out the same cool, stuff. cool yeah, shit. They, they, they picked but up they were doing they, the exact same they, way. They picked up where they left off before the exactly, war. Exactly. Exactly. All right. Here we go. We're going to start the factories up again with the same thing we were doing. Right. And uh, and then. So, yeah, Deming went over there and, and uh, it's it's uh, I should probably read the book again anyway, just for in general, because there was some good. But, but they 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 didn't have anywhere else to go but up. I mean, they, right. were, they were in the they had no manufacturing quality control nothing so basically they said i think he assured them somehow he said just follow this just let's just do this yeah and they said fine and they just acquiesced completely there was no debate no argument they said we will follow your program you come over here and 
teach us all this stuff and they got all the 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 corporate uh giants you know came in together all the engineering front whatever and they just follow they said we will do exactly what follow, you say follow it to a t because and they i mean they they were kind of going for broke like they didn't have yeah. they they like you said they yeah. They didn't have a, a pot to piss in or a window to throw it out of. So they're starting from zero. And this guy seemed to know what he was talking about. And if you read through, if you know a little bit about Japanese culture and then you read through these like core tenets of it, it kind of, it goes along. It, it meshed well with, with their culture. Oh, yeah, it does. And, and, it did. and perfectly, which is, again, why which, he wanted Which doesn't for ours. We're not going to be taught anything. We're uh, we're rugged individualists. Go fuck yourself, Deming. We got we got this, like you said. Yeah, we got this. Thanks, old man. But yeah. we got this. We'll, we'll start leaving and then get the bean counters involved, which I love bean right. counters. I want to see a bean counter. One, two. I want one, to see two. That. Shit! Stop talking to me. I'm yeah. counting beans. They uh, literally started leaving out fasteners and stuff. You can see in '70s vehicles, in '60s and stuff, where they would just start leaving out. There, there are holes in there to accept screws and things right. for fenders, and they just left them out. <clears throat> and it wasn't the worker; they were told to do that. You know, they, they said we, that we're came gonna, down from on high to save. Right. You know, right. So because because the real the real thing that the Deming was saying too here here oh you'll love this knowing where you work because I believe I believe what he kept saying and I've seen his lectures which again are if you ever, I'm sure you've watched some of his I've not okay, actually you, you should do this next time you're doing I think it'll just make me nothing mad. at work yeah but Ow. he has a very <laughs> that I'm saying that yeah, no I get it man, I get it uh, he says uh, uh, he's got a very uh, weird voice kind of like this and it's kind of all low and kind of monotone and. Or it's kind of we you'll 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 see it when you when you can't see wait. So the topic is kind of dry and his voice is not engaging. But what he says, but anyway, his focus is on the employee. It's really on the employee, and it's like he said, employees want to be proud of where they work, you know, and they want to have a logo and a shirt and here's where I work, and they want to know they're building <clears throat> quality products. Or it's they absolutely have quality, true. Yeah. They want to tell you. Oh, where do you work? I work at so and so and so. No shit. Yeah, they God, they build a fantastic, or they're a great hospital, or they're a great airport, or they're a great. Th- Holy crap! How do you get to work? How do you get a job there? And like, it should be a coveted job to want to get there and get in there. It should be hard to get and get that job because it's they're revered. And that's what it is. He said all this debate, and they were blaming the the worker, the, but the worker being lazy and this kind of stuff. And of course, it, there were there were union problems we have here too. I, we get all that, but overall, people that work for a company would rather stick with a company and do a good job and be praised when they should be and make a fair wage and and be proud to be associated with it. And so that's what his focus really was. He goes, they don't want to build a shit product. And if someone on high says, leave half these fasteners out and the car falls apart after 30,000 miles, oh, they build cars like crap, American worker sucks. That's not them that would left these things out. They weren't, they'd be fired if they left stuff out. Right, it wasn't, there wasn't the workers that did that. Yeah. Yeah. So, and probably some were bad, but the idea in a proper union is not to cover for someone that's fucking up is to is to rise them make them raise up or get rid of them too right or and and exactly and get rid of them if if need be that's how it should be properly done right so union talk on cartoon casual well we're you know we talked about union stuff we talked about love letters so far yeah my dearest paul your pumpkin head (laughs) let's take a break do we have to take a break now do I, oh, I'm we'll sorry. We're gonna watch some Deming videos. No, it's fine. Let's watch some. We're Deming. not gonna do. We're not gonna. Yeah, let's watch some Deming videos. We'll be back. <laughs> Thank you.
this whole train breaks down So I could take a walk around and See there's no time you see Cause time is just a melody People in the streets walking fast as the feet could take them I just rode through town And though this window's got a view But the flame I'm looking through seems to have no concern for now So for now talk to you about intergalactic funk jesus no oh not jesus not jesus okay the funk jesus <laughs> the funk jesus if james brown was the godfather of soul and funk yeah then george clinton is the jesus of <laughs> funk of intergalactic funk all right i've been on this kick for like three weeks ever since i bought this funkadelic record uh, and now I've I got not only one Funkadelic, I have two Funkadelic records, two Parliament records. I got a live, live on Earth. It's Parliament a phase, Funkadelic. It's not a phase. Fuck you. It's not a phase. <laughs> no, I've always been a fan of funk. It was something I kind of was raised on. 
but I just go through uh, phases. No, I, <laughs> I, go, I, I go through different, I guess you could call it phases. I go through different phases of things I listen to because I listen to such a... Funk like wild like a, cherry funk. Yeah, maybe not wild cherry, you white motherfucker. <laughs> uh, Mother's uh, finest. Remember wild them? cherry would definitely Atlanta. be wild, wild cherry cameo. <clears throat> Excuse me, Parliament, Funkadelic, sure. all those things. Uh, average white bands. Uh, Ohio Players is a big one. Which mm-hmm. my shout out to my dad who was I so think, what figured is out this? podcast and he used to party okay. with the Ohio Players because they're from. So Dayton. what is this album you're talking about specifically? Which one? They're oh, all amazing. Oh, I'm sorry. You well, Mothership Con- Mothership Connection is if you listen to Mothership Connection by uh, by Parliament, it's like 1973 or 74. It's unlike anything else that was going on at that point in time. It, it was it was mixed psychedelia and like classic funk. And it's amazing. It's it's fucking amazing. It really is. I will have to come over and listen to the album. I'm going to need you to because you got your boring white guy record. I had to buy it. I know you did. I'm just kidding. I. Yeah. It's funny because my dad and I were talking about Little Feet. It's uh, Waiting for Columbus, right? Uh, is yeah, there the one with their the live album? With Apple the, on the, Apple on the uh, front. Yeah. yeah. Uh, my dad and I were just talking about that, specifically that album. We were talking about how there's certain live albums out there that are just better than most live albums are not good. Yeah, that's they a don't, good one. They don't sound, they don't sound great. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that one is great because it's recorded from the console. It's not from the... I mean, it is obviously their microphones, but it's not like separate mics mic'd up to record right. your your live show. And, and I mean, that's the one that has the the willing the willing version that where everybody's kind of familiar with. Yeah, that has that version of willing. Yeah, it has that one. And yeah. it has... Uh, what's the... There's a weed song on there that's really funny. Oh. Uh, what the... Um, damn it. There's also and, Atlanta. Well, Atlanta is on there. Yeah. The, the, there's that song. There's a fat but, man in a bathtub. bathtub. There's a... It's double album live is what it is, people. It's da- and it's damn good. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we went in the record store last week and uh, after watching the Apollo 11 movie, which was fantastic. Oh, we didn't talk about that. But yet, that's what, we? well, I was thinking about the, the Apollo 11 and that's what really kicked off that going to see the Apollo 11 documentary uh, and then finding that those records at that record store of like full on George Clinton intergalactic funk, like just. That's where you it, bought that one? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and I just it, it kind of kicked off. Well, the Funkadelic record that I the first one that I got was like maybe two weeks ago, three weeks ago here in town, and I was like, shit, I forgot how much I love just good, just good funk, and uh, and that's I don't know. Well, I don't here's know. I'm what just happens. Weird. You, I'm you, a weird white kid. No, that, that, you you, know, you that, are a music lover. Cue up the are you music lover. Yeah, that. Um, and you are, and you're very knowledgeable in this area. And here's what happens is uh, there's a lot of good music out there. There's a lot of shitty music out there, but there's still a lot of good new music out there. It, ha- it exists. Absolutely. So many people are just stuck wherever they are with classic rock, stopping right there, that's it. Yeah, not not going to go any further. And I give shit to people like that, too, and yeah. they're even my own age. I'm like, listen, yeah. man, they made music after 2001. Well, like we, they had really the, did. we had the photographer person that was here today, and uh-huh. I was not listening to classic rock. It was fun. I came up with what station it was, and I was working out here, and, yeah. and he, came, he goes... He goes, yeah, man, I'm kind of surprised you're listening at that. And I'm going, all right, whatever. And he, and he said, hate to stereotype you, but I was expecting classic rock and roll. <laughs> yeah. I expected to listen to Give Me Three Steps in Boston fucking <laughs> constantly on repeat. And I say it's on sometimes. We got this going on, that going on. And it was more of a stereotypical thing that he might listen to, too. It was kind of funny. Uh, I really wish you would have had your like Shade Forty Five or what is that? I okay, did. What's it was that? Rock the Bells. Was oh, on. you had Rock the Bells yes, on. I did. Yeah, good funny. man. 
Oh, so, God, uh, people, if you haven't ever gotten in a truck with Paul, you never know <laughs> what is going to be on his radio. Oh, what was funny because they, they had they had a handle a special on the on the uh, on the uh, a classic uh, symphony symphony uh, station, uh, you know, handle. Oh, Hondel. Hondel. Yeah. That whatever you want to handle special. <laughs> they had you. Are you sure you don't listen to classic rock all fucking day? Hondel. They had a handle. My anyway. They had a handle. So that marathon. was on. I, I looked at this thing, I'm, and then I stopped for a second. I'm going. You know what? That fucker. He just sounds like Mozart to me. Ooh, yeah, I'm like, ooh. shots fired, shots fired. <laughs> so anyway, I listened to First I didn't, off, Handel, yeah. did, did, he, did, he did the Messiah, right? Yeah. Yes. yeah so, uh, have you ever seen that performed? In fact, they, they, they played uh, that today. Okay, have you seen yeah. it performed live? No. With a full orchestra and the choir and everything? Yeah. It's insane. It's it impressive, re- sure. It really is. Im- impressive doesn't begin to cover it. It's what you would use the word awesome for. It really be, is should be reserved. So, so they forty five minutes long. Anyway. Those guys back then, and they were all men, really writing these pieces of music back then. It's the way it was. Uh, they couldn't turn up the amplifiers anymore, or buy more with it. You couldn't go to eleven. They're, right. they're going to eleven. Yeah. Was that kind of thing? Uh huh. Was and then of course Tchaikovsky with his eighteen twelve. Really, we're gonna go. You think you have go to eleven? That's boom. Yeah, Tchaikovsky. That's right. Tchaikovsky went to eleven with the fucking cannon booms, <laughs> and you've seen that done before, right? Yes, it's amazing. Ama- absolutely amazing. Eighteen. I used to work out to eighteen twelve overture when I was in high school. <laughs> I'm glad we're getting so to the root of what's fucking wrong with you, Paul. Jesus. Anyway. I used to work out to 1812 Overture in high school. <laughs> I, I mean, that's, is that how old you were? Because I used to listen to Pantera. <laughs> it I, was like, live. I work out to Pantera. It, it was Tchaikovsky used to invite me to bring him in. You're going to lift over at my place? You're going <laughs> to. And they're like these big iron weights, like, like a strong man. <laughs> <laughs> like single strap singlet in your. Jesus. But I was, here's what I was going to say. The whole point is that you you truly are a music lover. You're, fam- you're, you're familiar with. All kinds of shit that I'm not because you're, I mean you're you're into it probably kind of like and, I was but I just I've just got other shit going on right now but you and I'm glad to know you because I am learning more about it but here's the gig what happens is I think all this stuff like you're remembering now you go God I forgot how much I love this stuff yeah because between then when you listen to it whenever that was to now I mean a shitload that's gone on in your life musically and and there doesn't mean it's not good. Yeah, it's not like I yeah. forgot about that stuff. Like, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, and that's, I think I know where you're going with this is that the older you get, the more you're going to have a gap in between when you enjoyed certain things. Yeah. And your phases get longer. And you, it just. And if something happens it, to come up on rotation with satellite radio or with internet radio, or you know, we, we want to call it internet, it's not radio. What do you call it? Internet music, whatever. Streaming. Streaming, uh, call it whatever you want to call it. Streaming. You want, you want some help with those words, Thank Grandpa? You, yeah. Jesus it, it, and you And you go, and you go, <laughs> I have not heard this fucking song in like 20 years or yeah. whatever, and it's still really good though. It's but still, it, but you've kind of bypassed it. We all, not you, we we've all move on, mm-hmm. and uh, well, some don't move on totally. But some people don't move on. They're still yeah. listening to the exact same shit. They didn't. They they never. Yeah. It's like uh, these days, and it's not funny. People aren't funny anymore, like they were wow. when they were funny when Benny Goodman was the <laughs> king of comedy. We hear that a lot too. Benny Goodman. Henny Youngman. No, no, about that. Henny Youngman. Who was a comedian? Benny. Benny Goodman. Was Benny Goodman? Take my wife, please. Benny and the Jets. Benny on the Jets. That Elton John movie looks awesome. Oh, yeah. It's like, really out. awesome. It's, like, actually, it, when, it's when, when, be, when, When's it coming out? I don't remember. I don't know. Uh, it's a little bit funny. I, if I have to see that part of the trailer, I'm like, I, I love Tiny Dancer. Oh, Just yeah. great song. Incredibly mm-hmm. well written. Just beautiful song. Everything about it is amazing. 
But Elton John did a lot more shit than that. Like yes. a, a lot more shit. Well, anyway, he, he but he also he didn't, didn't write, write most of his he, shit. Yeah, that's the that's the other thing I just remembered is that he didn't yeah. write a lot of that stuff. It was his buddy Rocket uh, Man. I think he he Bernie Taupin. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, anyway, and it does it, go into that, and you can see where they well they they couldn't they could not have this movie without right Bernie. So the without Bernie, yeah, like Bernie Sanders. <laughs> By the way, <sighs> what? Oh God! A lot I of, hate a lot of candidates. That are Paul hates. <laughs> no, no. I, I just, I, you know, it's it. This is going to be interesting political season. Yeah, I mean, I, int- you say interesting. I say I'm just going to ramp up my drinking because it's just going to get more thick from here on out. Well, like what's the, what's I, I I do like all the candidates on the on the Democratic side. It's fun to watch them all come in, and and they're all and there's some interesting people that are there, and there's there's. There's uh and I, by the way, folks, I'm a registered independent. I don't really, I, I am not going to follow. Same here. Republican, Democrat, Libertarian, just because they're Republican. Yeah, I'm not going to do I'm it. I'm not a straight ticket voter. Yeah. That's so not, that's, so it's interesting to watch all them because it's going to be Trump on that side. That's given. Maybe. Yeah, I know there's some you, talk about. Can, you know. can you <laughs> could you see the Republican Party going? Eh, no, I don't think we're going to do this. We're going to put somebody else in there. Yeah. Maybe. I would die laughing. Just because you would hear the ego death of Donald Trump from across the country. And then go, yeah, we're going to go, well, I'm going to run as an independent. Okay. Well, that'd Good be luck. perfect. Perfect for that. Yeah, you should. You should do that. Run, run, run as an independent and see what happens. Well, you see, but, that, that's the other thing, too. What's his fuck from Starbucks is going to be run as an independent. And they said he's going to pull away Democratic Yeah, he's going to pull a uh, Ross Perot and pull pull votes away. From from the Democratic side yeah. this time. So, yeah. Uh, and I know we're not even close to being there yet. But what was I going to say? There was. You know uh, what, though? I... I I called the Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez thing. I said, I think this woman is going to make some huge waves. I don't know if it's going to be good or bad, but She's I think not gonna it's going to be huge waves. No, no, no. no last yeah. summer when she was running. Oh, yeah. And when she ran, ran in her, her, the primary. Right. And I'm like, I think she's going to – I think there's enough – seems like there's enough support in her district that she's going to blow that dude out of the water. And then and she she's going to – and she did. She kicked the shit out of that dude. Yep. And then got in it. And and now she's making waves and pissing people I think off, and really she's funny. doing it right. I, I have uh, there are some friends of mine that of course hate her because she's a big target, and uh, and that that's that's okay. And I said I kind of I kind of like her because she is a big target. I said I I enjoy this because she's she's rock she's rocking the boat. She goes you you know I, I told these folks you can't have single minded people that believe in all this right lock stock and barrel. All the way through, I said, "You got to have someone come in and lob grenades that will reach across the aisle, and that goes for both sides. Yeah. That, and they're going like, to disrupt some things a little bit. Absolutely, and that's what she's doing. That's her role, effectively, is to kind of keep you guys on. You know, I said, I, "I'm getting a kick out of this. That's bullshit. She's anti-American and this and that and the other thing about I said, whatever. I'm just going to, you know, you, you guys can't be on the right side all the time. The, the correct side. <laughs> the the best line I've I've uh, I've uttered yet that was a comeback of somebody who said was making fun of her. I'm like, you know, she's smarter than you right and that just disarms her what the what are you talking about like she has an econ degree what do you do and just fucking silence i'm like i'm sorry i'm asking you a question she engages people whether you agree with her politics or not that's not what we're talking about we're talking about the fact that she has a brain she's smart as fuck and the people in her district Love her. Of course, what happens that's, is that's that's the end of the fucking sentence. Period. Right, right there. It is. It is true. But what happens on both sides? People do this right because everybody says stuff that's really stupid on, oh, on, a, on occasion. Constantly. So they're going to focus on this and they're going to focus on Trump for doing, which he does say a lot of dumb things, or the way he says it to me. Sometimes I don't have a problem with what he's trying to say, but the way he says it's like it just. 
It just doesn't doesn't sit like well. He, there, it could have been a better way to put it, right. and I agree with that. And that's just Bush did the same thing because he wasn't right. known as being a very good orator, but I don't think he was a bad dude. No. I don't think Trump's a good person. No. But you, no. just because you're a bad person doesn't mean you can't run a country properly. Right. Kennedy wasn't the awesome person that we all think that he was. Well, we know most people know now that Kennedy really was kind of, he was a womanizer, and he kind of oh, sure. beat on Jackie a little bit. She probably and probably like well, you know, you take the Sean Connery school of approach when it comes to women. <laughs> of course, uh, kidding, it, kidding people. Kid, he's kidding. He's never hit a woman who didn't deserve it. Like he's. I've only blocked myself from being hit by women. I've done a lot of blocking. I, I, I've, I like, boom, I've done, hold I've done, the wrist and bam, and duck here. And I did yeah. a fair amount of blocking. I did mm-hmm. deflect a bottle one time that was thrown at me <laughs> and uh, deflected it. And it, it, the way I deflected it, it flew back and hit her in the shoulder. But that wasn't me throwing the bottle. I was deflecting it. Mm-hmm. Um, I put. Oh, oh I picked say. up an ex-girlfriend of mine one time. I picked her up like by like she was. I said, "I need to leave. I'm going to leave." I'm oh, done. it wasn't the bedroom this. play. No, 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 no. <laughs> well, it was definitely as I was trying to leave the bedroom, but it wasn't at like oh, post play. It wasn't playful. There was no. There was not playful at all. There was a nasty argument. Okay. And I said, "I'm leaving. I'm going to go. I'm. I'm. I'm leaving. I'm taking a walk. I need to get out of here." And she's like, "You're not leaving." Da, 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 wagging her finger in my face, and I'm like, "I'm." In my mind, I'm thinking. She's like 140 pounds. Like I, I can lift her up and move her out of the way. Right. And uh, she kept fucking, and I just grabbed her by like her like kind of like by her biceps and lifted her up and set her three feet to the right and walked <laughs> through the doorway and then left. But I th- here's the sad thing though, because I did truly love that woman. Like we were together like five years. Mm-hmm. The really sad thing it was like our first big fight after we moved in together. The sad thing is is that when I came back after walking around the block, I was gone for probably 20 minutes. I came home. Uh, came back to the house and she had been crying. She was standing in the kitchen and she had her. She had woken her son up, packed him a bag and packed her a bag and said that she was going to stay at her mom's house because obviously I I wanted her to leave. And I said, no, I left so that I get, didn't get mad and knock your fucking teeth out because you were pushing all my buttons. Right, you just, That's what you, a mature you, you adult just, does. You changed the dance. You got you broke. Like out you of, yeah. exactly yeah. like you say you changed the dance. And I said, I just left to blow off steam. I don't want you to put that shit away. Put him back to bed. We're, we're not. You're not leaving. I'm not walking out on us on the on the problem. Mm-hmm. I just had to leave because things were getting escalated. and We weren't solving any problems. We were just shut shouting at each other. And she had never ever been in a relationship where that was a thing. Right. And that was sad to me because she's actually was a few years older than me and had been married before and this and that and the other and and she just had never. You know, it was always four hours of arguing. Well, fucking why would four hours of arguing? Jesus I don't do Christ. anything for four hours. Yeah, no, I'm barely, I, right? I barely sleep for four hours. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, I don't really deflected shit before. But we're not hit. We're not on the topic of hitting women. Oh, what have we got? I don't them? remember what we were oh, talking about. Oh, it was the Kennedys, the presidents of this country. Yeah, so political thing, so I had, yeah. but these dem, the 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 field of Democrat, uh, it's growing. It's still president. growing. It is still growing. The new guy is the. He has uh, a goofy last name like Koenigsegg. It's yeah, a, the uh, the uh, mayor of uh, some town, South Bend, Indiana. That's it. Yeah, and the things I looked into the things that he did in South Bend is kind of insane. Like good, South, good, insane, good, good, insane. Like the, yeah. the the transformation over the course of I think six years that he's he's served is pretty pretty amazing. Just like kind of turned it around, kind of thing. Yeah, repurposing things to try and get uh, more industry in or housing. They had kind of a housing problem there because a lot of people had fled. 
that area because it was starting to quote get expensive and then when people flee because it's getting expensive then things get really cheap and shitty yeah so he did some uh, industrial park repurposing they tried to got they or they got some zoning things pushed through to where you could do uh, multi-family housing in an industrial area and people like if the people want to live there and they have no problem with it and these buildings are outfitted it should be f- perfectly fine yeah right yeah and i guess the uh, people had pushed up against that like the business owners in the area like why would you why would we do this well we need to find a place for these people to live if i already have contracts signed by these people or leases signed for them to sign on for to live there for at least two years then do you think it's okay because they're the people making the personal choice to live here. They know that it's an industrial area. Mm-hmm. They know that it's not that pretty. They also know that they don't like living where they currently are. And probably if it's done, if they, and they probably did it correctly. And that's what they did. They gutted the inside of a building. They but probably they probably turned it, the place around. It looks really cool from the outside. It's like yeah. this humongous old, I can't remember if it was a GM or Ford or Chrysler or some sort of factory that had closed down 30 years ago. And they partitioned the inside of it, rebuilt it, but kept everything original on the outside. So it's a giant red brick building. It's like cool five looking. stories. Yeah. Kind of cool looking. Spruced it up. Plumbed all that, you know, all that shit and put apartments in there. And they're like anywhere from one bedroom up to three bedroom. Wow. And it's cheap and people well, like it. It's full. It was full. It was at capacity within three months of opening. I wonder if he got uh, elected by like this one mayor I was telling you about in Smyrna, Georgia, that... Um, that uh, that said, you know, he, he basically turned this shithole town around by basically saying, we've talked about this before, but you know, yeah. we, we've got a shithole, people, and I get it. You get it. We all get it. And so this is what I want to do. You know, you're going to come elect me, and if I don't turn it around or you don't see some progress in two years, I think that a four-year term, we have two years here. Right. But uh, then, then I will quit, or you remind me, and I will leave. And he was starting, and you know, so either with me or against me. And I think he, the way he was, you know, true leaders convince people, and they they lead. So I think everybody in, in the council probably were half dead weight anyway. But they went, all right, you know, okay, because they weren't doing anything anyway. So they kind of followed his lead, and and they turned it around. Period. End of story. It's the place to be in Atlanta now. You know, it's the way that it is. Uh, if you've seen the the houses uh, or the housing, also they're talking about because there's a bunch of malls that are just in the shitter right now big malls that we all are familiar with. Yeah, big with. malls are just kind of on the outs. Like, they're not... They, and they have been for a long time. And this is a big damn uh, buildings. These are huge buildings. So some places are starting to turn them into apartments or condos. Absolutely. Which actually have theaters already inside them. And Hey, man, that's great. Yeah, and, and food places already kind of half set up that they can do... So it's kind of like a city inside a... I, I never thought of <laughs> yeah. it like that. I kind of like to live in, like, the JCPenney area. Like, the, <laughs> like... <laughs> welcome to my welcome to Jobo's Fuck Palace, right? Formerly known as the lingerie section of the but, second floor of J.C. Penney. But you have to see some of these pictures because it's like a mall. Oh, that's really good. if you can imagine it one way, like a real dystopian, fucked up, fucking future, right. bad, horrible area to live. Or this is what I was thinking. What was what I saw the tem- uh, the temperatures, the, the photographs. I don't know where temperatures came from. The the photographs of all this it was really done well. I mean, you can. You take off all the different signage and stuff, but you can change them fairly easily. And in some of these stores, you know, it's a lot of money for a big one, not JCPenney size. But I mean, you know, some of these stores are a couple thousand square feet. Absolutely. In there, and that's a big fucking home. You Plus, know? I wonder, do, do they let you keep the the grate, like that the the security gate things that, that, that come would be down? Cool. I could have that as I'm like leaving, like oh. 
Hey, Harvey, how's it going? Da, da, da. Oh, hey, Joe, were you headed off to work tonight? Nah, I'm going to go out drinking at yeah. the brewery da, 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 as I'm like, da, 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 like putting the gate right. down. But, I'm okay with that. But they have, I mean, you think about it, like certain apartment buildings in uh, Chicago or New York or some other bigger bigger city is kind of the same thing anyway. It's just it's, vertical. It's, it's not vertical horizontal. And, right. There's it, no real difference. It makes perfect sense to do something like that. Damn. That's I'm a just lot thinking of malls. about like the dead malls that I know of that are within like an hour driving distance of my mom's house in Ohio. Yeah. There's like four or five malls that are just like they might have one or two stores, like the anchor stores are still there mm-hmm. and they're just kinda of, but they're still shitty. Mm-hmm. Uh and like there's one it's the Springfield Mall. Home Springfield, Ohio, home of John Legend. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Uh that mall is shit. Oh, it's so bad. And it used to be in the late 80s and early 90s. That was where we went to go school shopping. The place. Yeah. Yeah, And right across the street was Chuck E. Cheese. Is there a theater in there? Uh, You know what? There might have been. I don't know if there is now. I know that there's only like one store in there. And it's 120,000 square feet or whatever. Like this (laughs) giant fucking building. Not the one store. I mean the whole, the rest of the mall. Yeah. And there's one. I think there's still a Pennies there. Yeah. There might be a Dillard's, but it's Pennies or Dillard's. But, But yeah, that's a... I, that's an it's interesting, interesting concept. It's I, interesting idea. I would live at the mall. Fuck yeah, I would abs- I would be I would. all about living at the mall, especially if they had like an arcade. Yeah, and uh, you know, and the, like you like said, the theater if or a movie like, theater, and you could you could actually have a couple. In fact, there are a couple malls dude, near where I used to live and had decent restaurants. Hot actually. dog on a stick. Can you imagine a hot dog on a stick and just be able to like walk out your front door? And go get a hot dog on and a stick. And a hot dog on a stick. And it's shitty. Let's, like, especially in areas like up north where you got shit-ass weather for like six months out yeah, of the you're, year. Yeah, you're inside. You're inside. You're inside. Yeah. But then you have these big atria. like the, the, the and, and people exercise at malls. They used to do all this fast walking. So they still so, do that. So now you can do that at this place. But you know, you can have a, it's a track, effectively. You yeah. Can, you could run around. Have a workout facility. There's, you just convert everything. You could have a, yoga a at the gym mall. there. Yoga. Absolutely. Yoga at the mall. Bring back my vinyl record store. Right oh there. God! You know what though? I would live in the back of, and I would call it like Sam Goody. <laughs> I would have like a Sam Goody or a what was the other the the other uh, uh, music store like media store? There was Sam Goody. Oh, like back in the day. Yeah, back in the when day. Atlanta, like in we the had 80s. Turtles records and tapes. Then, of course, Virgin was around. The big the the one of the big chains. For records and stuff, for, like or media, media, yeah. Sam Goody was the big one that I was thinking. We didn't really of. have many of those in Atlanta. I don't think, or almost none. We had Peaches, Turtles. I have a Peaches box. You see my box of yeah. Peaches record and tapes, uh, which is kind of cool because it's like peach like crates, and that's like an old yeah. old school. Thing. I need some crates. I need to find some crates to store my records in. Uh, oh uh, yeah, you can find those. Speaking of records. Mm-hmm. So I've I you know I've been back into collecting uh getting back into collecting vinyl again. And I had my fir- the first time where I had a problem where I didn't have a way to transport my records properly. I didn't have a tote bag. Like Mike's got this cool tote bag he got at a record store we went to in Vegas. Got to chatting with the guy and he, and the guy's like look at he looks at look at this white boy and then he looks at Mike or look, he looks at his records and he looks at the white boy again and looks at it and he's like I've never seen anybody that is as light skinned as you are and buying these records. Like what are you looking at? Were were you trying to piece it together? Trying to piece it together. And I'm just standing there cracking the fuck up. He's like, nah, man, I've been listening to this stuff forever. And it was like old Buju Banton. Like some, it was a lot of Afrobeat stuff. It was also some like really deep 
Jamaican like dance hall that, shit. That would be really obscure to a typical prototypical white guy. It would age. be obscure yeah. to most black people. <laughs> like that's that, and that's how. And I, and he's and the dude's black, right? Like sure. he's run the record store, and I just start chuckling, and he's like, "Is it weird for you?" I'm like, "Nah, man, you don't, and you don't even want to talk to me about music because I'm even weirder." And he goes, "Why?" And I said, "I'm a white kid from the Midwest, but I grew up next door to the Rastafarians," and he's like. Fuck. You did what? And I'm like, nah, I was just around them, you know, like a part of the culture. And I, I grew up listening to, to Jamaican music, to tropical music. Like, I just, I absolutely fucking love it. Deep, deep into it. Mm-hmm. And he's like, man, it's just weird. But because Mike chatted him up and talked to him about it anyway, so he gave him this tote bag that's for carrying, you know, five or six records. Like, if you go to, like, Vinyl Night at the, at the uh, wine now, bar or something fr- like that. Is this a free bag or a bag yeah, you just, just happened to him, have? No, he gave him a free bag. I mean, it's it was, a, ni- a nice bag. No, it was a, ba- a nice bag. that was, like, a canvas bag, like you would buy. It has the record store, like, the name canvas, on it. Canvas, okay. Yeah, it's a canvas, Got like, it. tote bag. Okay. You could buy them. They were, like, 20 bucks or something. But okay. he gave it to Mike because Mike, was, he's like, that's fucking this dude. He's just cool. Okay. So I'm thinking, oh, I need to maybe get one of these. So I went over to a friend's house the other night and brought some records with me, but they were in like a paper bag. Like I didn't have any way to transport. And then I get an email early this morning, late last night, early this morning. So this now I can talk about it because I already put in my application for it and it came back. So I applied to be uh, part of the Sea Shepherd organization. Did I tell you about this? No. Oh, wait, I think you did. Where they have they have campaigns going on. They're the they're yeah. the for those of you that don't know what Sea Shepherd is, it's an organization that was started by a guy in the seventies who was uh, who left Greenpeace because it wasn't they weren't aggressive enough. <laughs> yes, I remember that. Yes, which is fucking amazing. They also had that Whale Wars TV show, which was really shitty and stupid. I watched a couple episodes. I'm like. I feel like this is a little too dramatic. They're 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 taking some dramatic license. Sure, but they really do. Like they have a they have one. I, I they still have never said who the donor was. I thought it was going to be Paul Allen because he died. You know, recently I figured that yeah. they would finally come out and say it was Paul Allen because he's a big ocean con, uh, um, conservation guy, or he was. Which is an interesting notion. If it wasn't him, but you, you think about it, he probably had some large chunks of money. He was going to give to some organizations. Mm-hmm. I assume. I'm sure. Yeah. I so. just assumed it was him because they wouldn't they wouldn't talk about it because he was kind of high profile. But they got a like a ten million dollar donation from some rich fucking guy, and uh, and they bought this boat. It was an old Coast Guard cutter, and then armor plated the front of it, <laughs> and that was the ones that they were just ramming. It was already plated because it's a cu- it's it's a sure. uh, it's a uh, iceberg cutter, like yeah. an ice cutter, right? But they added to it. And they yeah. added to it and made it more pointy. Like they just like the way they talk about, it, they just kind of sharpened the front like a knife, and they <laughs> rammed these Japanese whaling boats. Ooh, and I, I understand, man, private property, da, 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 but you know what? There's no laws out at sea. So did yes, they, there's kind did of they sink inter- the boat. They've sunk several of the, their boats. Wow. Yeah, but here's the other thing too. They have they have twice as many life rafts on their on the Sea Shepherd boats. So they throw them life as they rafts. have. They will go out and re- rescue people. Okay. Yeah. So they sink the boat and then rescue the people. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. Fuck them. They're and they're illegally operated. They, and it was it was one of those they signed. Why a, don't they harpoon a, the people just like they would do the whales? Just a funk. Right. <laughs> so I knew that these people existed. I kind of follow them on Twitter and just I'm like, yeah, that's kind of. I, 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 it's an aggressive form of environmentalism sure. that I can kind of agree with to a certain to a certain extent. Ruining private property, I'm not a huge fan of that. However, these Japanese whaling fleets, they were 100% in the wrong. They were acting illegally and going against treaties that they signed. And they were saying, oh, we're just scientific vessels. 
yeah, you don't need to fucking kill 60 or 70 whales every season right. to, for fucking research. You're selling that shit, and it's, it's fucking bullshit because they're endangered, man. It'd be nice if they were just to go away somehow, but I guess obviously that's what they do for a living. Unfortunately, if it's if the, if that's what they're doing for a living and they quote unquote have always done it, I get it. But maybe don't always do it the same way. It's one of the one of the things. It's, it's How about just not raise any more people? How about make it illegal to raise any more people? So when you guys die off through attrition, just go away. The funny thing is, the funny thing you mentioned that is that the the that's a real problem in Japan. Like they're really worried about people not having kids because people are like it's so expensive. Japan itself is expensive. Yeah. And then as a culture, like there's this cultural shift of instead of having these big families, they're just not having kids anymore. Was it you that was telling me, or was it, I don't know about when you die or when you, if you've got a piece of property, the, the, the loan terms are so long that effectively when you die, your kids inherit your loan. Yes. Okay, but that is a but, thing. That's but, a it, thing. but it's That's a good a, thing because they, they have a place to live. They have a place to live, so but they're they okay also inherited it. your debt, which yeah. goes along with that, which kind of sucks. But whatever, it, it does suck. But but now they've got a it's a it's a better situation they could do on their own. Right. But what happens usually. when you have what happens when we get twenty five years down the road and those people uh, that inherited that from their parents that died they didn't have any kids. No, they're tough. not. Re- they're not replacing somebody. Well, they're not replacing it. That's the thing. That's a problem. So yeah. you, they might be breeding out the 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 idea of a whaling. Whaling, yeah, because it's not because it's fewer and fewer that they're doing. So anyway, I that's like one of very few. That's like one of the many things that they that they are part of. The one that really struck me is that I I was uh, I was perusing YouTube and I follow them. They have a YouTube Sea Shepherd Foundation as a YouTube channel. It's pretty interesting. And they have several of these boats all around the, the world. And one of them is in the northern end of the, like, of the Sea of Cortez. Okay. Which is only, I mean. Not very far from here. Literally, you could fly to where their boat is circling, like in doing patrols. So they you have could, whales. they got those really aggressive uh, 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 eight, uh, damn it, squids. Squids. Yeah, I, about the, you, whatever, those really aggressive squids are down the Sea of Cortez. Do you know that? I know that they have aggressive squids, and they have they have the, their their beak, like their mouth, like yeah. beak thing, is way bigger, like proportionally than any other. Yeah, these things aren't so, huge, like they're, but they're, they're, they're the good side. But they're really aggressive. They're aggressive, there. and the squids are so fucking smart. And apparently, and if you, you there's certain areas you don't want to swim in, right? There because they will get you. Yeah, yeah, they will get they you. Will they take will take you down, and, you and will... they will take your finger. <laughs> well, no, I mean they'll take you. They'll down, take you too, down. Yeah, and you're done. So anyway. the northern end of Sea of Cortez, there's a uh, there's a fish called the totowaba. Totowaba is just a it's an it's an oily gray kind of fish, which is good eating apparently, but it is it is critically endangered, and it's um, the reason why it's critically endangered is that uh, it, one it's overfishing first and foremost, but the other thing is is that the swim bladder that's in it goes to Chinese and is in Chinese folk medicine. Well, they've overfished everything around China's shores, and they can't. They don't have any of them around. So now it comes so to they, Cortez. So, so they purchase it. So you have these guys that are capitalizing on it. It's critically endangered. The Mexican government has said, "Don't do, don't fucking do this." The unfortunate thing is, is that they're using drop gill nets. Okay, these things are fucking devastating ecologically because of the size of the holes in them. They catch fish and otters and dolphins and da, 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 like all these things are like. They Every, are, everything. Everything. They catch everything. They catch trash. They catch, and they they still suffocate whales and all this other horrible shit. Because these 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 nets are like half a mile long. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And they're weighted on the bottom, and they have floats on the top. You know, whatever. And 
So the Sea Shepherd guys, they have it's a um, it's called Operation Milagro is the one that they're con- they're working on right now, and they do three month stints down there, and then they go back into port and they, you know, refuel. And what they're doing is they're pulling these nets out and cutting them up. Cutting the I love that they they have the lead weights on them. They're cutting the lead weights off mm-hmm. and they throw them in buckets. And I I didn't know what they did with them. I, th- I figured they figure out a way to dispose of them. This is the cool shit in the world. They actually. Um, have them stamped and they put them into ingots and then they get stamped and you can buy those as like a like a souvenir stamped with Sea Shepherd Foundation pulled out with like a, on a, this date this you know this on this thing with a little stamp I'm like a fuck wait, wait, so you're that. saying they, they melt them down into ignits yeah like sm- ignit ing- ing- who's ignit now oh my god ing- who's ignit <laughs> they melt them down small very I, small ing- okay, ingots okay, like the you. small ingots and they stamp them and they and sell them to and raise they, money. And they sell them just to raise money okay. to, to fund the operation, which I think is kind of cool. Uh, but anyway, so the, the unintended, one of the unintended uh, consequences. consequences of these nets, not only is it killing everything, there's a even more, like, critically endangered doesn't even begin to scratch the surface. At the beginning of 2018, there were 21 vaquita. Vaquita is a very small porpoise right it's a small dolphin oh the one that's really rare i've heard about this yeah there was 21 that that they counted last year the ones that were tagged of those Mm -hmm. they've they've recovered nine of the 21 and they've died in these fucking nets god so yeah we're down to 12 there's fucking 12 of them in the whole goddamn planet as far as they know they only exist in this one area and these assholes are still going there so what really drove me to kind of get i got a little inspired a little worked up it was like the middle of the night and i'm like i'm fucking this is bullshit and it's so close it's like in my backyard i've yeah snorkeled fish swam literally like speared a fish and then fucking pulled on the beach and ate it in that area of the ocean mm-hmm. and it and it just made me mad that this was going on now i understand you've got anywhere anywhere you're gonna have you're, you have poor people that need to feed their family there's going to be some sort of economy that's less than ideal and i totally understand that mm-hmm. because i would rather uh, I still feel that humans are more important than animals. I do believe that. Sure. However, there's a solution to it that doesn't doesn't involve involve these poachers going out in the middle of the night pulling these fish out and selling them to China. Right. 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 There is a difference. Not the same thing as the locals down there so, doing their thing. Yeah. Right. And so there's the and so the Sea Shepherd guys like they got their boat. About a month and a half ago, they posted a video. It's like four or five minute video of them literally being attacked by these poachers. It was the first time they'd ever had any actual physical violence happen to them. Now, when their boat was in port, they had like some graffiti and they had this and there's some vandalism on the boat. But this was them 40, 50 miles out to sea. And these pongas, they're like uh, they're like 25 to 35 foot long powered by outboard motors they're just stamped and pressed like they're fiberglass like i'm sure you've seen okay. them before okay and you know they're good they're handy fishing boats they're like, like a john boat we would call like a john east. like a john boat but humongous like 25 oh. to 35 feet long oh, like and okay. really wide you could sit four people across like a, they're they're really wide they're not feet. a fancy boat they're very simple they're boat. very simple you put nets in there and stuff yeah too, you put saying? nets and I pick it. up nets okay. and, and whatnot okay so this video shows them getting rocks, Molotov cocktails and shit thrown at them, the Sea Shepherd folks, mm-hmm. at them while they're doing their patrols. They aren't doing anything but literally just zigzagging through an area where they know this the vaquita live, mm-hmm. and they're trying to keep these these nets, you know. And but the guys in the Ponga, that all these there's like fourteen or fifteen boats with like three or four guys in each one, mm-hmm. and they they're loaded down with rocks and they're throwing pieces of metal at them and. 
at one point they end up shattering the window of in the in the the control area control tower mm-hmm. not control tower whatever the fuck it's called on the no, on that on that uh, on that the ship cabin cockpit maybe yeah i guess knows. you might call it a cockpit and they shatter the window in there and the rock goes in there bust up a bunch of electronics and they lose they don't have the ability to navigate at that point Uh-oh. and their their radio still works so they're radioing in and now so before anybody goes off and thinks god damn it what the fuck these fucking uh, it's a bunch of uh, hippies. liberal hippies going out and fucking stirring shit up in another country. They have 100% the backing of the Mexican military. Oh, really? The Mexican mil- They radioed the Mexican military. Mexican military boats came in and fucking arrested and murdered like three of those guys. <laughs> oh, shit. Because they, they had AK-47s on a couple of the boats that hadn't, the boat, a couple of the boats that hadn't made it toward them. Mm-hmm were found to have those AKs and and like pulled on Mexican the Mexican military and they shot him dead. They wow. pulled a gun on him. So they they were on their way to go and shoot these guys up. So now I'm like fucking got to save the whales. Fuck this. I'm fucking <laughs> now I want to do this. So I started looking into how you can get on the boat cuz I watched another video where they interviewed all the people and they're all just volunteers. You get three hots in a cot and you do two to three months stints. And so I'm like, fuck it. I'm, you know what? I can take I can take time off from the hospital or quit the job and see if I can get my job back. When I, I kind of want to do this as an adventure. It wouldn't be a bad idea. So I applied for it. I got turned down for the fall ding thing. Like they accepted my application. Fall the year. fall, yeah. So it's, they do it in three month stints, and the, this it would be this fall. The Vaquita dive, which, which probably means they have a lot of people volunteering for to do this. I'm guessing. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, which is they, good and they said the In email they sent back. Yeah, it is good. That is good to yeah. know. The email that I got back, so I submitted my application, filled out everything that I needed to, and uh, you know, I said I don't have my passport, but I can get one before then, and all that. And they emailed me back within four or five days, six days, and said, you know. Uh, we're completely full for the fall. Can we interest you in winter or spring next year? And I said, yeah, I, keep me in mind. Absolutely. Let me know. How much time do you need? I said, I could like, um, like a month, month and a half notice. And I said, oh, yeah, it's perfect. Usually we do two to three months notice. Would you be willing to go anywhere else in the world? I said, well, this is kind of in my own backyard. I'm actually like a six-hour drive from the coast of like right here. Mm-hmm. And, like, and I, the email correspondence, she came back and she said, can I call you? So I talked to this woman on the phone. Wow. For probably 35, 40 minutes last week. And, cool. Uh, she's like, I really like the application. I like everything you have to, everything you have to say on here. I like the reason why, mm-hmm. you know. And, uh, and I said, I, and, and, I, and she's like, also, I, I like that you put down that you're an, you have excellent marksmanship if need be. <laughs> and she's like, I've never seen that on an application before. Uh, and then I told, I told her, I said, I really want to operate the – like the the fire hose because they have a spin they have four fire hoses that just sure. pump water out of you know they, they that blast them and blast water. at the boat I want to do that and uh, <laughs> I have a question so the yeah. the people that are that are fishing there uh, that are taking these uh, that are fucking up all the the wildlife to get this stupid fucking fish mm-hmm. for probably erectile dysfunction in China I'm guessing yeah I'm sure that's I'm probably sure. what it's for are are there are they Chinese or are it's Mexicans that the Chinese have hired to do this oh they're 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 folks they're they're Mexican typically Mexican nationals okay because there's a few pockets where that fish is all over the world but this is the only one where they coexist with the vaquita that's cri- even more critically endangered okay than the Totoaba. So, and that's why the Mexican government doesn't give a shit. They're like, "Oh, you guys are doing this illegally? Fuck you!" Boom. Yeah, not only that, but like the the Mexican government is. I I know everybody thinks that Mexico is just this horribly corrupt system, 
it's every bit as corrupt as our system is. They just are more public about it, more blatant about it. Yeah. Um, their corruption exists illegally. Our corruption is on the books as being legal. Yeah. So uh, the Mexican government, years and years and years ago, they probably 35, 40 years ago, they started recognizing that overfishing is a really bad idea and it's really bad for their maritime economy when they have you know 3,000 miles of coastland mm-hmm. or coastline that they need to take care of because they're also the number one producer of shrimp. Mm-hmm. They're like the number three producer of, of, of herring that goes into fucking everything, right? Mm-hmm. Fish paste and fish that's all over the world. Mm-hmm. So they need to take care of this shit. So they actually did like they outlawed these uh, drift nets. They outlawed gill nets. They outlawed a bunch of different ones, and they're just not used anymore. But in this one area, it's incredibly lucrative to do this. It's also a remote area. Mm-hmm. It's about as far away from Mexico City as you can get and still say you're in Mexican waters. Okay. So like it was kind of flew under the radar until some, uh, uh, what were they? Some marine biologists started doing figuring out like, oh, the vaquita, like we haven't seen a vaquita in for a while. Mm-hmm. And then started looking up the ones that were tagged and found that they were, they're dead. Hmm. But they're gone. They're, they were just dying off like crazy. And they're coming to find it. Like they're just floated, floated up to the surface. They're dead because they get caught in these nets and they're, they're, they're not fish. They can't breathe underwater. Like they, they can yeah. be down for 20 minutes or whatever. And they have to come back up. They're mammals. So they have to breathe and they drown. Right. So, and not only that, but they, man, these nets, because they're so big, even like the Sea of Cortez is also a big, it's the uh, calving ground and what they call a training ground for uh, humpback whales. Yeah. It's, so it's, they, and I think other whales, they have uh, humpback, they have humpback, I think. humpback, blue whales. Uh, don't say killer whale. We say orca. I know. Sorry. <laughs> It's 2019. It's 2019. We're going to call them killer whales. The myth of the killer whale is a big thing. But so I, I didn't know about uh, uh, the big nets that they're done with until I think it must have been on a, on a Rogan podcast about a year ago. I didn't know anything. I, I knew that they had these massive nets. Yeah. But I didn't know when they were done with them and they were fucked up and they would say, well, I can't use it. They just cut the fucking net yeah. and let it drift. Yep. And they're called ghost nets, I guess is what they call them. I didn't know anything and about that until about a year ago. They're the number one killer of ocean wildlife yeah, on the fucking and planet. No one's More been, than pollution and humans. Right. Like that fu- and no, you one's, no one's benefiting from this, obviously, because it's just killing the fucking right. wildlife. And we're not eating it. We're just, just dying out and there. And as it as those uh, those uh, nets deteriorate, most of them are made some, from some sort of plastic, it contributes to even more fucking plastic that we yeah. have in the ocean. Like It's just such a huge problem. And it, I, like, uh, uh, anyway, so... I applied for that. I didn't, uh, I, my application was accepted. Like I'm on the books as somebody who wants to do it. Um, but judging uh, by what she had to say, uh, the, the representative I talked to, um, she said, how, how radical, how radical are you willing to get? Like, I really have to weed people out that everybody loves dolphins and shit like that. And I said, no, I, I understand what you're getting at. You have to weed out those people that, uh, they well, have they to understand. Probably that also want to make some... sure you're not too radical because then you're going to be causing problems. Right, and and I told her I said I, I I I am 100 percent in favor of someone blowing up Glen Canyon Dam, mm-hmm. but I'm not going to be the one to do it. That's how radical I am. And she mm-hmm. started laughing. She goes, "That's perfect." And then she mm-hmm. asked me if I liked Edward Abbey. He was one of my favorite authors, and he wrote a book about the Monkey Ranch Gang, the people that that yes. was their plan was going to blow up the Glen Canyon Dam. Mm-hmm. But that was also before it was full of water. Like it wasn't. It was. He wrote that in the late 60s when it was still filling up. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't going to hurt anybody. It was going to benefit everybody. But anyway, uh, yeah, and she, uh, she asked me lots of really kind of probing questions. Why is a midlife crisis? Have you had a cancer diagnosis? Mm-hmm. And I, and by the time I was like getting through some of these really invasive questions, I said, is it, why, 
like, I don't mind answering these questions. It's fine. Like, I don't feel like I'm being judged. And I also understand, like, this is kind of a psychological test, you know, because I'll be put on a, you know, 120 foot boat with like nine other people. Mm-hmm. And uh, I can tell you, I for nine years, I've worked in practically a broom closet with one or two other people. And I, I learned how to get along with people. It's fine. Mm-hmm. And so she goes through and she's like, we have to weed out the crazies because there's some people, like you said, that get really mm-hmm. that they they're out for blood. Mm-hmm. And she said, you have to understand that a lot of times these poachers, if something happens and we like they're trying to attack us and we use one of our fire hoses and blow them off out of the boat into the water, we're the first people in the water to pull them out. Mm-hmm. Like everybody on the boat is certified to do this, certified to do that, open water rescue, all that shit. Because this isn't a war. It's not us against them. It's, uh, what did she say? It's, it's, it's all of us taking care of the earth. I'm like, all right, I'm, fair enough. That's fine. Right. And I so said, what they're trying I, to do is just get rid of their asset that they're using to cause this harm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then maybe, maybe some of the people that are in it will see the light. I, I, you kind of wonder how effective it is. Though I mean I, I'm not arguing the point. I, th- I think I, I don't I don't disagree with some of this sometimes because it kind of wakes people up and, and it gets more awareness out there. Uh, but some people are like in the different battles I've had over the years. Uh, some people, if you f- fight them head on, they'll just come back even stronger. You know. So and I'm not questioning this. Well, approach. I'm just no, wondering I understand. If that's, and, and like fuck those environmentalists. We're just going to go out even do it even more. And the idea is that this is Operation uh, Milagro Five. This is the fifth time they've done done that specific area. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they're saying that this last time, yes, the ones that have that the, it's fewer and fewer each time. Each time. Okay. Uh, people that they're meeting resistance with, but the resistance is getting more violent. Okay. And that's what this last, like, like back in January was when I so first. So the ones saw that them. were eh, are kind of, like, I'm not doing. They're that like, anymore. this is not fucking worth it. I'm gonna go back to fishing ones. tuna, or I'm gonna go work in a factory, or something like yeah. that. And the diehard ones are like, no, fuck you. We're not going anywhere. Well, yeah, you will, because like two or three of them got shot up by the Mexican yeah. military. Which and that word gets out. That yeah, that kind of blew my mind because it, 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 it's it. You're talking about. You're talking about not only overfishing. See, like Mexico, like I feel like Mexico desperately wants to have a better reputation than they do. It's just slow going because there's so many years of so so much bad shit, so much corruption. That kind Sounds of, kind of like but, Kingman sometimes. But they're <laughs> like they want to have. There's good people there. There's good people that want to do right. By, it's a fascinating country too. There's so much net and so many natural resources there and beauty and like you said, coastline and on and on and on. I mean, they they could be one of the more well known wealthiest. But well, they are a wealthy country, but it's all in the wrong hands. It's kind of in the wrong hands, yeah. yeah so, but there, at the very least, there are powers in that country that are at the the federal level that are trying to make things right. Mm-hmm. And uh, they even offered. I know. I, I this was like I think a year or two ago. They even offered with Operation Milagro, like the guys that like the poachers that they arrested. Mm-hmm. Um, they uh, the Mexican government was like, "We'll set you up. Obviously, you know how to fish. We'll set you up in an area to do it, but it's not lucrative enough." lucrative enough for him mm-hmm. and i'm like i fucking i kind of get that man you gotta you gotta you gotta feed your kids i get that but maybe don't do that and like you're talking about wiping and they're like those these um uh vaquita are they're not only are they incredibly social creatures they're really really fucking smart they're just like regular dolphins they're just a smaller version of them and they have like little social tribes and they click back and forth and they have a different kind of clicking language and whistling language than than like any other dolphin or a cetacean out there. Like the, mm-hmm. it's 
They're really interesting. And now, as of right now, there's fucking 12 of them. There's 12. 12 in the whole fucking planet. Yeah. 12. That's disgusting to me. And it's not like it's so. It's not. It's not like they're too far gone. And you go. Well, you know, fuck it. Uh, I guess that's a we'll learn a lesson. Because what did they get down to with the California condors? It was like four. Yeah, it was not. Yeah, they were. It was. They were. They were considered gone. Yeah, they were basically. Yeah. They were like, eh, this one. This this is not. This is not going to last. And then they, they've got bred them uh, back. There's several thousand out there or, now. I don't know if there's that many, but they're but they're getting there. Yeah, they're. They're they're yeah they they right. definitely made a, a so here's the <laughs> the real problem with all this we spoke of this before too is that it's it's um it's too many fucking people yeah there's too many people I I mean well maybe I don't I I used to believe that I think there's I still do I think that there's fucking I hate these people for, our, for the level for the level of of morality and and conscientiousness and and and, and whatever. There's too many right now when the current system we have right now. There's too many fucking people. Yeah, because they're willing to do this nonsense that they're doing for the current for the current system. Yeah, like if we were to kind of revamp things, I think we could feed. I feel I feel like the Earth could support 20 billion people easily. But it's kind of like we Americans throw away like not and it's not just Americans. It's like the Western civilization throws away way more food than we throw away more food than most other countries consume. Like many of the poor countries right. consume in an entire year, we throw away. And then, so and it's kind of like the money thing. Like your European friends have said, like you guys have so much money here, but it's all in the wrong places. And then you have uh, China, which is coming online a little bit. They're becoming a little bit more wealthy over time. That's a shitload of people, and they're going to want to consume more. Yep. That's why the Chinese are over there fishing for these fucking whatever they are. Well, that's part and that yeah, that's part of it. You now you've got this market there of people that can afford to pay top dollar for you yeah. know, their traditional medicine shit, which is fucked up, man. But uh but a lot of countries are also realizing this too, and that's why the population like in a lot of European countries is zero or negative, right? But other countries it's not, you know, but it's it's there will be a balance and a lot of the really smart fuckers What's the number that came up with? Came up with a couple more billion people, and then it's gonna, it's gonna peak out, and they have it all kind of. They think they've got to figure it out. I think the last I heard was like nine and a half to and, ten and then billion. It's gonna start people. coming back down because and it's gonna start sorting itself out. It will, and that's the you thing. Know. Like we are still animals. Like it, it yeah. will still, it will sort itself out. Yeah. But if we can maybe uh, uh, enact some some positive change in the world, then. And that's my thing. I was I, like I told you, I've been kind of uh, searching, trying to figure out my next obsession now that the kid is. Uh, basically a grown-up. She's like a 45-year-old woman already. She's like, oh, yeah, me and Daniel are moving in together. We took care of this and took care of that. And I'm like, oh, okay, cool. I'll just sit around and not be fucking necessary anymore. Oh, Joe. I, no, it sucks, man. I, and I don't think you'll ever... I'm glad well, of that you'll... Of course I will you'll, I'm glad you'll... I, we assume you have no kids. <laughs> I told Jay Leno. What? Remember I told you he was a... We saw him in comedy when he was... Before he was on The Tonight Show... He was on a comedy circuit, and we saw him at some place in Georgia, some large venue. I think I remember and this. And I was near the front where we all, we all went there to see him. And he was doing crowd work. and Oh, a little bit like that. And yeah. He goes, oh, you know, how many people have kids here? And he heard me, and I said, no, I, not that I know of. Loud enough for him to hear you me. You douche. I know. But this is about 1980. You were like 25. Yeah, you were like, or, like maybe 25 and you're being a douche nozzle. <laughs> yes, I was. Nothing I know of. Uh -huh, <laughs> I know. Uh, yeah. People still say that now. I hear that now and I go, yeah, yeah I said that 29 years ago. Yeah, fucking Captain Pump. Anyway, so then, here. of course, I, you know, he picked on me for saying that, of course. Yeah, of course he did. With yeah. good right. Thank yeah, you, Jay. Yeah, he did, yeah. 
Thank you, with Jay. His, with his jaw right out there. He's like, hey. hey. <laughs> uh, no, so I will never know that. I, I understand that's how it's, it, it's, it's how it goes. It, it, it is how it goes. It's an, they because call it, you were that was your whole life. That that was your 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 most of your decisions and everything you did was based were, around were all her, based around that. Yeah, which is which is what happens with. And I am I have learned this through paying attention. People that are also married have kids. Let's say, let's say they're married for a long time and do have kids. Let's say they make it all the way through miraculously somehow. And then their kids and then the empty nesters. And then if neither one of them really had really had any other hobbies or any other thing keeping them busy, they're kind of fucked unless they figure this out. Because now what do we do? Well, if you take... And they just stare at each other all day. Yeah, let's, take, let's say, take your example. Let's say they have one kid. They raise a kid. The entire mm-hmm. Their entire ecosystem of surrounding their lives mm-hmm. had this surrounding the kid. They kept they stayed in shitty jobs that they didn't want to do because they wanted to make sure the kid didn't go without. Mm-hmm. They stayed in a shitty neighborhood that... Or not a shitty neighborhood. They stayed in a neighborhood that was boring because it was safe for the kid. Mm-hmm. They, they lived in a specific town because the schools were good, even though the opportunities for any other activities might not be good. They did all these things for the kid and then the kid's gone and then and not to mention that then everything else that piles on top after it like that is like oh, oh well uh our diet is consisted of this and this and this and this because the kid has practice until 6 30 and then they did it like all that and then all of a sudden you pluck the kid out and the kid goes away and they're like whoa who the fuck are we anymore mm-hmm. now with and, me and i didn't have another person involved in that like right. you know linda and i've been split up since Porsche was like a year and a half old so i didn't have to deal with that and if you started that when you were fairly young you grew up a lot in in your 20s and 30s very very short time frame yeah whatever it's now like so you look at each other and go who the fuck are you you don't even know each other anymore right and all their time was spent trying to entertain the kid or do the right thing like you said and they're not looking out and that's where and i've spent time with different therapists and stuff but they they say that's what happens though in marriages you're supposed to keep the main focus is the primary relationship and that's you and your wife or you and your husband whoever you that's what you're supposed to do and the kid is supposed to be a second place right which doesn't happen anymore yeah because if you have this the solid foundation of the two people together, then you can, right. you got a solid foundation. The kids shouldn't be the solid foundation. And I see people that do that. If it's not a kid, they just get married. Yep. They'll get married because they think that's going to fix their relationship. And yep. I'm like, let me tell you as someone who was divorced and has several failed re- long-term relationships, that shit doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Getting married or having a kid is it just complicates to, things. to solve it or fix yes, it. It's not going to fix anything or again, staying together because of, because of that, that it, shit fucking drives me crazy because it's, it's proven. It's such a proven fact that it like, it's terrible for the kids. Yeah. It's terrible for your mental Cause, health. It's because they don't have a good example of what a relationship they have a is. Shit example. And then you just yeah. perpetuate the same bullshit. It's like, mm-hmm. well, my dad hit me. I'm going to hit my kids. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is that what you is that is that is, we've always gonna, did it? It's way we yeah, it's the way it. we've always done it. So no, no did it, did we've it. Always so, did it. That's how we always did it. Why do why why is the default in my brain to do a southern accent? I don't know. I and I'm from there, so I don't have a problem. I with that. shouldn't do I, so. That we uh, we could do a New York Italian. You know, they were kind of you know gorilla type yeah, people. My mom used to. She used to. I can't do. A, I can't do it. I can't. It doesn't come out naturally. It's not. It, it's not as easy as the southern accent, and that's that's fucked up. That's regionally offensive. It was. Uh, there was also a comedian uh, that was from New York. Uh, no, they're from the south. I can't remember where they were from. They're from the south. And he said they went out to New York to do a gig. And after the show, they talked to him. I'm sure that would, it didn't really happen. But use people from the south sound so stupid. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, really? Use people. <laughs> oh, now really? <laughs> the funny thing is, is uh, have you ever looked into the linguistics of certain... Uh, I love linguistics. 
The, I absolutely love the it. The southern and accent it, comes from the British accent. It absolutely does. It, and, yeah. It, and it, once I was told that in high school, I went, no. And they went, yeah. And you did. And I went, it fucking does. I'll That's send, where it came from. I'll send you a video it's a of fact. it. It's so fucking cool how the guy's like the. And he, he, he's a. Um, not only is he a linguistics expert, but he also uh, is. Uh, he's kind of like the uh, linguistics guy to the stars. Like to, He's a, mm-hmm. a dialect coach. Mm-hmm. And he's like the dialect coach. But he goes through different. Uh, he also has a cool series of videos. As a side note, of picking apart, like the most recent one he posted last week was it's like a twenty minute video, and it's him going through um, actors matching presidents mm-hmm. and their uh, inflections. And he used because there's you know so few uh, or so many movies about presidents, he can go through a, a few different ones and just go. This person did a good job at Kennedy. This one didn't. Mm-hmm. And and it was it was really cool. But he talks the way he breaks it down and says. You've got this R sound, this non-R sound, da, 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 all this stuff. And he said it's it's not a hard stretch to go from hello, hello, da, 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 da. and then you, he says like this hoity-toity British accent, mm-hmm. and then he drops into a southern accent, and you're like, Jesus Christ. Yeah, it's just a very, sli- it's a slight it's, little, little tweak, and, and it's it there. Really, it really is. It's like uh, it, 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 instead of dropping off, uh, what does he say? Instead of dropping off, it raises up. So in the southern accent, the, t- the mm-hmm. tone and pitch at the end of phrases will go up as opposed to the British that goes down, but mm-hmm. it's virtually identical other than that. Yeah, I, and I never thought about that until he broke it down. I'm like, Jesus H. Christ. And that's, it's exactly where it came from, though, when the Brits came here, and that's what it was. Now, there's another really cool thing, too, that uh, he said, and a side note. A, the Brits there, were in Charleston, a, South Carolina, in well, Savannah, all that shit. There's an were. island that's off the coast of Virginia where these people have lived there for years and years, generation after generation. They have a very specific regional accent that is as close to like um, Shakespearean English, hmm. and it's really fucking strange. And then you start to understand why the Virginia, Northern Virginia, Maryland accent sounds so odd, where they say "water" and shit Water, like that. Water, yeah, yeah, water. You know, mm-hmm. they, they, and it's and then I listen to these people talk on this island. I'm like, oh my god, I want to go there. And then, but then you have like their drama club. It's a little tiny island. There's like 300 people or something that live there. They have like their little uh, theater that they like, and they have a theater troupe and they perform Shakespearean plays in the original vernacular. And that's, they don't even. That's awesome. They don't change their accent at all. They just <laughs> read the words in their accent. That's funny. And it's so spot on. Like, Jesus. Now I understand why that shit was so confusing to read when we were trying to read it verbatim in like in history class or in, in English class. Shakespearean plays don't make any fucking sense because it's old English, you yes. know. But anyway, um, I, I have uh, I've done. Uh, have you been to um, any of the Shakespearean festival stuff in Southern Utah? I have not. I have seen the the the, the Shakespearean. Shakespeare Festival people from Utah perform here four times actually because they come down every year. They're pretty and, good. And perform. They're very good. Yeah, and and so it goes on all summer, doesn't it? I believe are a I good think they, number, a good number I, of weeks. I think so. Yeah, uh, in Utah. Yeah, and, and then uh, which then also reminded me of the uh, Shakespeare Tavern in uh, no Shakespeare Theater, Shakespeare Tavern, Shakespeare in, Shakespeare Theater. Excuse me in um, in Atlanta in Atlanta where they do a few times a year they do Shakespearean plays, but in modern brogue you know atlanta nice. either that or or uh or uh to be or, or, or not or to be urban y'all. black or urban black accent stuff too <laughs> really they do the same thing yeah, they, oh i'd love to see that it's That's a lot of fun awesome is it in the round is it a theater in the round or is it just it, standard it, theater it's a, it's a half yeah it's okay. like a, kind of the globe theater okay 
um, speaking of the Globe Theater, didn't they, they rebuilt it? And didn't they have a problem with it recently too? There's an issue with the the new Globe Theater. You know, they rebuilt in in uh, in London. Isn't that know? the one that Kevin Spacey was in charge of? Probably so. Maybe he was the. Maybe that's the, the problem. problem. With it. No, I think it was above and beyond that. I thought so like there's a little there's a finger thought, installed in each seat for buttholes. <laughs> I, I thought there was. Uh, <laughs> I thought there was uh, another issue. I hadn't it, heard other anything than the about spacey it. finger. The spacey <laughs> finger. Spacey finger. <laughs> Jesus. Okay. No, I saw. Is he uh, done? He's done, isn't he? I don't think he's done, man. I think he's going to come back. You think he's so? going to be like Louis C.K. He's coming back. Has Louis is coming back? I guess. Yeah, right? he's been hitting up the stand-up circuit. He's been he's he's is he selling out places. He's he wanted to no, not or? that stand-up circuit. No, I mean like no. he hits up the stand-up like clubs okay. and stuff. Like he's been. Uh, I was just uh, Rogan had somebody from the comedy store on the other day, or from the comedy something some some comedy guy. I, he's involved in it, and he was talking about Louis. You know, it's like there should be. A, they were talking about path to redemption of these people that did some shit. Oh yeah, and like yeah. when you know the other side, like uh, with the, the Rogan touched on it. Yes, a little bit. You know what I'm talking there about? Should be, yeah, it was recent episode. Whatever. Like last about. week. Yeah, yeah, there should be a a path. Some sort of path that everybody's okay with. Yeah, like we have a path to redemption for felons. Like you, yeah. you murder somebody. And you serve your time, good behavior, get out after 20 or 25 years, you can get to, you can f- like file to get your rights restored. And oftentimes it happens as long as you're a decent enough person. You paid your debt to society. Mm-hmm. And you should be done. Louis C.K. Yeah. jerked off in front of a couple people and he asked permission beforehand. Right. And they waited 15 years to come forward and say something and they felt like they were attacked. He lost $30 million. Fuck those ladies. Fuck them. Mm. It's almost as bad as being a false accuser. So the thing like is, though, almost as fucking bad. And he did. And he, like, he, he was just, in the power of authority, though, right? I guess he, he wasn't was in a, power. That's the thing. And that's the other part of the story that okay. like that Joe Rogan had to stop. He had Rogan had to stop. He started like explaining it, the situation, because mm. he knew he knew what was going on because he was still working in news radio at the time. OK. Right or involved in television at the time, and and knew Louis wasn't in charge of anybody. He was a staff writer. Okay, got it. It was all and it was all that stuff. Now, granted, they were also writers, but they weren't on staff. They were like piecemeal staff members. So yes, technically, he, he might was have, above them. He was above them, but it's not like he told them what to do. Right. You know, it's like uh, yeah. So it was not like he was in management. But then Rogan stopped. He goes, "This is not my story to tell. This Louis needs to. He, when it's time is right, you know, he can do it." And mm-hmm. somebody brought up the fact that. Um, Louis, the allegations came out against him at the worst possible time because it was at the peak of the Me Too movement, uh-huh. which I think is a great thing. It's a necessary thing. It's like a cleansing flush, you know, uh-huh. of getting rid of a bunch of bullshit. Unfortunately, some fairly innocent people got caught up in that. It and did. Louis C.K. and Aziz Ansari are two of the big ones. Got caught up in the drift net. Yeah, caught up in the drift net. The Me Too drift net. The Me Too drift net. <laughs> oh, God damn it. Fucking, it's killing. Uh, they're killing the vaquita, Paul. It's fucking bullshit. I know you're. You're all wound up. I am wound. I've been wound up. I don't fucking like that shit. I, I, I full it, of moxie. Uh, full of moxie. God damn it! <laughs> I'm gonna build my own Sea Shepherd boat and go out there and ram those motherfuckers. <laughs> Me too. I was looking for a cause, and that's what I got. Oh, the whole reason I the to, to wrap up that Sea Shepherd thing is uh, yeah. uh, I got a an email uh this morning that said, hey uh. You know, uh, you know. Thanks for the support and da da da. And they sent me a free tote bag. Oh, that's bringing the. T- that's the tote bag story. 
Woo! Thank God we swerved back around. It was like that. 45 minutes. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, thank God you have a tote bag for your elf, your and, vinyl now. And I emailed her back, and I was like, cool. I just needed one of these on Friday night to carry records. And she's like, I use mine. It'll hold like 10 records. So so really, it's not about a cause. It wasn't about a cause. The Fuck the Vaquita. I don't give you a just shit. just need the free tote bag. I wanted the free tote bag. <laughs> And it's cool because it has Sea Shepherd. Have you ever seen it? It's a it's a it's a Jolly Roger thing. So it's got the skull. I have, but it's seen got it. harp. It's like a harpoon. Mm-hmm. Uh, one instead of skull, like a skull. It has a skull, but instead of crossbones, it's a harpoon. And then uh, uh, Poseidon's uh, or like Neptune's trident. Yeah, yeah, awesome. I but forgot, I, so look at that. That's cool. I got a free. I got a free tote bag. So, out of it. so glad. Thank God we have the tote bag. Thank story. God I tied it up. Closed out. Yeah. <laughs> Should we close out the episode now? Yeah, too? man. Let's do this. Thank you, folks, Fine. for listening. Uh, drink Blackbridge beer. Anything coming up this week? By the way, let's quickly do, I got, do I got, you know I got The one thing we do have going on, this is Thursday night at Blackbridge this Brewery. Is Sunday, the 31st of March. We don't right have now. to date it, dude. This is going to post. It's going to post Fine. on the 3rd. What's, what's coming up? Post on Thursday? the 3rd. What's happening? Thursday, April 4th. Yes. Tasha O'Neill will be performing at the Blackbridge Brewery. In the evening, starting at 7 p.m. She's a tremendous singer. She's also gorgeous. Where's she She's from? really nice. Huh? Where's she from? Kingman. Do I know her? Yes. Tasha. Tasha? Yes. You mean Tasha? Yes. That works there? Yes. Oh, okay. Mother Fine. Jesus Christ. I, know, I know several Tashas. It's also really. Carrie Hovig. It's his birthday. Carrie's a, on a, one of the also? new brewers. Uh, not new brewers. Yeah, Thursday is his birthday. That's one of the reasons why she's doing it. He said, hey, you should sing for my birthday. With the long so silvery like, hair he has He now. looks he looks like Sam Elliott, and he it does. fucking pisses me off. His hair looks like so Sam much. Elliott hair. Yeah. He really does. Like, Damn. Is he going for that, the full I don't. I, it, when he started growing it out, I was like, you going for Sam Elliott? He goes, well, not that I really thought about it. And then all these people kept saying it, including my mom. My mom's like, can I just can I run my fingers through your hair? And I was like, hey, can you maybe ask me permission to run your fingers through my friend's hair? He needs to drop it down like a couple octaves. Right? If he could do that. He looks like Sam. Right now, he looks like Sam Elliott in Roadhouse. Because he's got long hair. Right. That hurts like hell, don't it? <laughs> I told Carrie, I'm like, stay away from knives, bro, because you look way too much like Sam Elliott. In he Roadhouse. does. He does. But yeah, we, Tasha's performing, uh, uh, singing, and performing whatnot. Performing what? She's a singer. She's a singer. She's She has a beautiful voice. So uh, she's singing with what? She has people? a, there's a, there, yeah, there's a gentleman playing guitar backup for her so she can kind okay. of, yeah. So okay. that's, that's Thursday. Outside, probably. Maybe. Might okay. just do it inside. You've heard, you've heard her sing. I have heard her sing. You've heard her sing at the wine bar. I we, have? We've, I've sat next to you while she was singing at us. You applauded, gave her probably a $20 bill because that's your MO. Oh. Yeah. We were sitting down. We were sitting down she was, at Diana's cellar and door. And she was and at she the was, normal was like, performing Aah! position. The normal forward position. <laughs> that's where she was. That's where she was And singing. I gave her money. Yes. Okay. Like, she, just, I made it rain. I was just... No, you didn't. It's not like a fucking strip club. No, you uh, you put your like you, you kind of nodded, said thank you in the middle of her singing. You okay, put so I was a, I, I appropriately gave her the money. Yes, you said. didn't slip it into her bra. Like you put it into the tip jar. <laughs> okay, good. Jesus Christ! Oh my God! All right, so that's Thursday. That's Thursday. At, at that, that's all I got right now. Right, right now. Uh, well, April twelfth, you got uh, Jeremy Foss and Curtis Larson are going to play their makeup show for Missing Out on yeah. St. Patty's Day. Yeah, Foss. Let's see if he really hey, does it. Maybe. Maybe maybe don't bust his ass too much because he really really feels bad about beat it. himself up over it. Okay, 
Well, because he had to cancel at Oktoberfest. Yes, he, was he did sick. that, and then he uh... and he's like, "I wouldn't call me back." That's a text I got from him. <laughs> he sent it to me and to Tim, and he's like, "I can't do it tonight. I'm really sorry. I got no voice. I'm still running a fever." Da, da, da. That's twice now. I wouldn't call me back if I was a promoter. Yeah, I'm like, "Fuck you. Just get better." It's God like damn unreliable, it. like Guns and Roses back. You know when they yeah. were doing their thing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it's that You bad. don't want to book them because they're just going to fucking yeah. have a fight somewhere. Yeah, I told Curtis that he just needed to come down and start a drum circle, and he uh, he's like, I might just do that. But he did come down. <laughs> Curtis came down and hung out. But he, Curtis, shout out to Curtis. Yeah, he's shout a, out to Curtis, big, man. Uh, cartoon casual he is fan. a big cartoon casual fan. We may need to get him some swag. Like a, get him, uh, yeah. Well, he's got like 19 kids. I think maybe a cartoon casual condoms or something. You get might those be guys good. to come in sometime. Well, I keep trying to get him to play at Blackbridge first, but then the Jeremy just keeps canceling <laughs> Who's, Not, famous, who's famous for canceling other than Guns N' Roses because they would, couldn't get their shit together because of Axel? So uh, who's, a, who's, a, who's a famous performer that's just known for canceling? I, be, I, I, I don't know. I can't even think of one. Shania offhand. Twain, is she famous for canceling? What? She's know. not even famous. <laughs> She was for it's a, not 1998 a couple Paul. years. Jesus Christ, All you're right. like the worst wedding DJ. You're I like am. you're like the <laughs> of podcasting. Uh, that guy, I, I thought that guy was gonna punch me when I when I or maybe he was killed me. I don't know. Uh, he I thought he was gonna punch me that day at Blackbridge where he was he was talking shit about the music that was playing. I have like three or four people ever have bitched about the music that I, I mean, play. The, the over the, the overhead uh, music. It, yeah, yeah, it wasn't live music, and he okay. was like, "What the hell is?" It, it was like 11:15. What, what kind of music were you playing? It was you know you'll know local natives. Oh, great bands! What's wrong with local good, natives? Good jam. He you know, he, he, he was a guy my age. He was all washed up. He, yeah, he, well, yeah. He's all he's like your age. He's all washed up. <laughs> Just throw in the towel. You're mid fifties. I mean, you might right. as well be dead anyway. Anyway, uh, go find a ghost net. Go find a ghost net. <laughs> it's not funny. It I'm mur- so sorry. It, it murders things. I'm so sorry. Go find God. an iceberg to push you out on. There we go. Yeah. yeah, there you go. Do the Inuit style. <laughs> no, he said something like, what the, what the hell is this music? Like, da, 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 da. I don't understand. Like, it's local natives. He's like, yeah, I've never heard of them. I'm like, yeah, well, you know, there was music that was that was released after 2003. <laughs> Guess who was sitting at the bar like two chairs down from him? Jeremiah. Oh. Jeremiah had to walk out. He had to walk out. He left. He left the premises. Because he was going to. He was going to. He was laughing hysterically and wanted to high five. He's like, I want to high five you, buy you a prostitute, give you $100 because you summed up all the reasons why that guy sucks. And that's and that's it. Like, it's just. But anyway. Yeah. He just. And he was he just kind of a clueless asshole. Like, he he was filming me one time. Like, he he filmed me when I was bartending. And he's like, oh, I'm on Facebook. Because he was on Facebook Live. And he was like. Uh. Yeah, it's like you give a smartphone to somebody who's like 700 years old, and they're like, look what I can do. Yeah, it's live. And he's Facebook. like, oh, we got to, well, what it was, he drew first blood. First off, he put a camera in my face <laughs> while I'm busy. It was during the wine walk a few years ago, which is a busy time for an afternoon bartender. It is, yeah. So he does that, puts that fucking camera, not a camera, this phone in my face. And, it, of course, it's a gigantic Android phone, which just irritated me. Mm-hmm. So he puts his phone in my face, and he's like, say hi to the camera. You're on Facebook Live. And I'm like, what can I get you to drink? <laughs> 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 and he's like, "Well, you know, uh, this is Blackbridge Brewery, one of the newcomers down here. How long have you guys been here? Four and a half years." <laughs> yeah, uh, and he's, and, yeah, and he's like, "Oh, yeah, yeah." He's like, "Well, are you one of the new guys? I've never seen you in here before. Actually, I've been working for Tim for six years." And uh, <laughs> who I, was this guy? I, I helped local put guy? It, Yes, he's a local guy. And I'm like, I literally helped install that sink. <laughs> 
<laughs> I've been here for a minute. Can I get you something to drink? And he's like, oh, and he clicked off and turned it. He's like, all right, we'll sign it off for now. And he turns it off. He goes, why are you being such an asshole? I'm like, because you're holding up the line. There's 40 other people that need a drink. <laughs> and you shoved a camera in my face. And you made wildly inaccurate and your statements. your statements were wrong. Your wildly yeah. inaccurate statements. And he, like, his, I think it was his wife. She was the one that was cracking up and it pissed. I think that that's what pissed him off is that I was I, I – was, like I wasn't, I wasn't being a dick to him, but I was, but it was warranted in the situation because he was really just costing a bunch of time, and there's all these people standing there with empty glasses waiting. To he get just wanted to entertain himself and be Facebook live he, guy. He wanted to be, um, he's a self-aggrandizing kind of. Oh, I know who we're talking about. Help. You know exactly <laughs> what I'm talking about. Wait, anyway, is that, is that who? Yes, that's yes, who we're talking about. Yes, yes. Oh my god. Okay. You didn't hear me say his name like five minutes ago. No, I don't think. Yeah, no, you missed I did, it. but I didn't, just make didn't the, register didn't make the connection. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right, fine. I've had okay. Enough. All right. Have you had enough? All right, folks. Thank you for being you.